<laughs> All right, episode number 26. Ted, motherfucking fi- Phil, motherfucking Hill. <laughs> I did this last time. I fucked up. Take one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check. Check. Jeez, Louise. So we Anyways, were just talking about, wait real a quick, just sure to... It's not Allison? He, he's no, hey, it's uh, uh, wrong last Katrina. Name. I thought I was here to did listen. Did you say Ted? Something no, you're here to talk. Troy? You're here to talk. Or what? I got nothing to say. Yeah, you do. So what we were just talking about is truth. Is the debate of like what is what is truth, what is fact, what is reality? What oh, we, Jesus. we don't That's know any t- of it anymore. We haven't even had our first not even finished the first beer yet. You're gonna get well, into reality. It's time. Yeah, it's time to do this. Well, you guys yeah. all suck. I pregame. Like we'll get usual. into some reality. I'll in be minute. the train wreck later. I, I want to introduce Ted Hill. <laughs> Ted motherfucker. We're just gonna call him Uncle Teddy. Uncle yeah. Teddy. So Ted's been part of our family since I was approximately three, about. Approximately. Oh, I thought it was a tickle in your dad's pants. <laughs> Same it was thing. after that? Yeah, okay. just, just, you know, it was, it was at, at that point already scratched, so he was good. <laughs> so he's been around my entire life as like our adopted uncle and been a part of the family. Um, all around good dude. So Teddy, give us, I, okay, no more blowhard shit. Give, give me, <laughs> t- tell us who Ted Hill is. Just a lucky guy. Yeah. Also, in a li- nutshell, little bit, of, little bit of history on Ted. He uh, nice beard. He's, by the way. he's just what? Nice beard. Thanks, man. Yeah. He's a service member. Thank you for your Thank service. Thank you for your service for sure, man. Learned how to be a diesel mechanic mm-hmm. in the Air Force. A no. badass photographer. Oh. No. Nope. When I was an explosives handler in the Air Force. Oh, load, I thought you worked on loaded mi- missiles. Okay, and all right, all right, all right. So when did you learn? I, there wasn't very many openings when I got out. I went to TWA and United, and none of them were hiring bomb loaders. So, yeah, so weird. I had to go. I had to go learn something else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's weird. Amazon now probably. Yeah, would. yeah. Did you ever think about staying in? No. You were like, screw no, this, I, I'm out. I had a great. I had a great time. It was a one of the best times of my life, but I was so hung up on having long hair that mm-hmm. I couldn't stand. Okay. It was about the hair. Yeah. In the seventies. Yep. Who, was, among other things, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> who was your who was your favorite band in the seventies? Are you really we're gonna go down that no that path? I was just thinking <laughs> hey, about it's better than the other shit we talk about. So. Hair, I right? mean it's all it's it's the Everything you would expect. I don't think 70s. anybody's going to take offense if you call out their band name and it's not. No, Led Zeppelin. I'm just kidding. Crosby, there Stills, and Nash was my. There you go, Rad. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young was my favorite. Neil Young was my favorite. Yeah. Which uh, isn't even in the. Can't, he's not allowed back in the I, band, I don't think, anymore, right? I grew up <laughs> in Venice. I grew up in Venice Beach in the 60s and the 70s. Oh, shit. So music was a pretty big thing. Too bad you still grew up there in the 80s and Hulk Hogan would have been around, right? <laughs> Pumping iron on the I, beach. I left in, when I went in, I went in the Air Force in 73 and I never went back. Oh, shit. Party foul. So yeah, Venice in the thing. 70s, is that like just the, the, the capital of LSD? And we, well, I'm sure. It was, yeah, it, it, was, it was anything you wanted. I mean, it was everything. But it, it's, it was different. It's like I try to explain it to people like... Weed. I was I was smoking weed when I was twelve years old, and well, that was normal. Yeah, and I yeah. smoked weed in high school every day, but I, I the way I try to explain it is, 
it was way more, um, God, I can't even think of the word. Acceptable. Less Not potent. acceptable. It was, it was. Well, it wasn't glamorized because we didn't have yeah, anything. Yeah, it was. Yeah. First off, the weed was no shit. good. Right, probably shit weed. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't jack you up. So you it was more. It. it was more innocent. It was way more innocent. Okay. It was just. It part wasn't. Of, it wasn't a gateway drug. To, yeah. It. I mean, it, I. I mean, I had know some guys that moved up to the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend's brother. He was a. He was a junkie, and you know, lived three doors up. I mean, I lived three doors down from a junkie when I was fifteen, sixteen years old, but. Yeah, it was just way more innocent back then. Yeah. So, that's the only way I can explain it was just normal. Yeah. So you, well, ha- you haven't been back to Venice since then? I have been <laughs> I have been back, I think, twice since 1973. And one time, this was just a few years ago, three or four, maybe five years ago, we were, I was with the family, and we were down there somewhere close, I said, I'm going to take you guys and show you the shitholes that the I grew old up in. Yeah. We get down there. All torn down. All gentrified. Oh, yeah. It's, all it's all like, they're all like, oh, yeah, shit, you had it really bad. Like, it did not look like yeah, this yeah. when I lived here. Everybody's walking around with now, Starbucks cups. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't live in, you know, like really bad areas, but it, it was not really great areas. But now it's like, you know, these little... I'm talking, there's like, I lived in a town called Mar Vista, which is yeah. between, you know, it's by Santa Monica Airport. And little houses there were like 1,200 square foot houses. Yeah. They're selling for like $3 million yeah, now. now. Yeah, yeah. Why? How close to the Why beach? Why is that? Because it's of where it is. It's a mile and a half yeah. or so. Because you could ride a bike there. Basically. Oh, yeah, I used to ride a bike to the beach all the time. And I, and, and I can't see how even what, like, what people pay for rent there that are like struggling kids going to school at like Santa Monica College or something. Yeah. And they're paying ridiculous, like three grand a month in rent. Yeah. And like mom and dad, I'm sure, are paying for it because. It's like know, that everywhere. My son is going shit. to uh, Cal State San Marcos. Uh-huh. He has a little two-bedroom yeah. apartment, 2800 a month. Yeah, we have friends down there. Marissa graduated it's from ridiculous. there. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. How, how's that impossible? It doesn't make sense to me. But they make the kids. They make fun of me all the time about taking them down there and telling them, "Oh yeah, I, I'm going to show you the hood that I grew up in." And they're like, "What?" How you like, struggle? They're like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's you really a, struggle. Look really bad." <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of yuppies down there now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Literally, they're all walking around jogging with their fucking Starbucks and their earbuds. Well, and, it's either you yuppies know, or homeless. Else. One of the two. I mean, how, how does it? Actually, the homelessness isn't as bad as you think it is there. The homelessness is more in downtown and stuff. No, Along the beach isn't that bad. I beg what to it differ. Was. My, my daughter, so she got a, when she, she graduated from Chapman University three years ago, and her, she got a job in Manhattan Beach. Okay. And when we were down looking for an apartment for her, we were in Culver City and Venice, by the south, by the yeah. 405 yeah. every underpass totally tended out no no that's not yeah. saying under the underpass but for whatever reason it's not along the beaches oh yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's where normally you would think they would go because it's kind of free to you know why would you live under a freeway when you could be at well, the probably beach because it's policed you know? and they can't well that's probably you're probably correct i'm sure where do you I, think the yeah. shift was? Like, when it went you know, from like three well, years ago, when the there was went from from twelve dollars a month to twelve thousand a month. They went, oh shit, I you can't think afford so? that. It's uh, yeah. Do you think there's 
Like, what do you think the percentage of people who are homeless, living under a bridge, are sane people who had a job, who were paying rent, and the, just can't anymore, and now they're living under a bridge? The, oh, not you know, my choice, I, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to me, I think most of the homeless are, you know, uh, drug, drug, drug addicted yeah, or yeah, mentally yeah. ill, you know? I think you'd, I think you'd be shocked how, how many aren't from, aren't local, that okay. came to L.A. because the free they shit. made it easier for them to, be to live on the street there. Yeah, and the weather's great. Yeah. So there's here. a whole lot of people that lost their job in, like, 2008, lost their houses, lost yeah. their, their yeah. everything, and are on the street. But there's so many people that came came here from other places because it was easier to live on the street. They well, made it like easier. in California or well, like L.A.? California. No, what yeah. I was going to say, on top of that, too, I mean, believe it or not, this sounds crazy, but there's so many people that just come to Hollywood as aspiring actors and actresses that, I mean, you're talking one makes it out of 10,000. Where do those other, you know, 9,999 people go? Back home. No, yeah. they don't. They they get they stick out here. They keep trying for the next thing, and then they either end up in porn or they end up on the streets. That's normally how it goes in L.A. One of the two. Hollywood. Yeah, I don't think so. It does. I mean, it maybe does. or homeless. I just, you know, I don't. <laughs> okay, not okay. My numbers are off, but you know what I mean. <laughs> See, I mean, it's like either porn, either make it, or, or go to porn or homeless. Yeah, it's either hey. live under a bridge or suck somebody's dick. <laughs> Or hopefully, and hopefully you're female. <laughs> Those are. I'm the just options. telling you, that's pretty much how it kind of goes. You yeah. hear about it all the time. Like, Ari Weinstein, know. and they have they have daddy issues, so that's what they do. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Speaking of daddy issues, what, I mean, what else are we going to talk about? Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't got started yet. Good. Get no. started. No, I'm just saying. Let's talk about daddy issues. We don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where that's going. Yeah, but I don't. You know. Why? I guess Ted had a good point. I suppose is a lot of the the homeless moved here or walked here in some sort of way. You know, because where we live, it's not bad around here. There's three or four homeless people that we see around town. That that's Wildemar, but you go to Temecula or Menifee. Menifee is pretty bad. Is it? Yeah. Temecula is not bad. Go to on Old Town. It is. Yeah, sure. Well, think not about bad. it. Even I, just weather wise, not like San Diego. Just think LA. of it weather-wise. Think about being yeah. homeless on the streets of Boston, Chicago, Detroit, or Chicago, or yeah. you know, tough towns with bad weather. Watch Shameless. Yeah. Yeah. They'll if explain you have the, everything. The wherewithal to say, "Okay, I'm Shout homeless. I'm going to go to California." Don't you have the wherewithal to go? Okay, I'm, I'm going to go get a job. Yeah, and I'm not sure it's as easy as like, oh, just get a job." You know, like if you're on the street and you start to smell after a few days, like getting a job's probably pretty hard. But uh, right now, Probably right not. now, no. <laughs> well, true. F- five years ago, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're average, averaging, you know, or advertising seventeen dollars an hour and benefits thousand dollars right when you sign up. For Why McDonald's. are they not doing it? And, and then they quit to three days later. They take the grand. Anybody you know? could get a job right now. Oh, hundred percent. But there, I, I think people, homeless people, have it's, they have a tough time, man. It's like, thank God that we're not one of them. I mean, right. it's like I see them and I, f- I feel bad for them. Some of them are there. By choice, yeah. But just think of all the ones that just had something shitty happen to them. Yeah, I had think, some bad luck. I think that percentage yeah. is and a lot very of the small. veterans it, yeah. is like that too. You know, I think the bad luck percentage is very small. I think a lot of them are there by choice, and a lot of them are you know addicted to substances and mental health. 
I think probably mental, mental health, health is probably yeah. the biggest yeah. one. And that's where vet- veterans fall in, you know. Because, you know, if any one of us at this table lost everything for whatever reason. I think well, the or, rest of us would pick him up. Or if know. it was, yeah. But, I suppose, but that's here. But that's here unless you, you know. kept burning the bridges of your friends. And then after well, a certain point, like. I know. I know but that, that's, that's where the drugs come in. Yeah, that's, know you know, if you're doing meth mm-hmm. and stuff, all of a sudden you're starting to steal from your friends. You you're, can't hold yeah. a job. Like, yeah. it's all about getting that next You're lying high. about everything. Yeah. Yep. You're 100%. stealing from your family. Right. You don't tell the truth to anybody about anything. And sooner or later, everybody starts cutting you off. Right. So yeah. don't do drugs. Yeah, kids, if you're listening, Only the good don't ones. do drugs. Yeah, what are the good ones? Well, weed's legal. Yes, if you want to buy some weed, go to sipcoy.com. <laughs> Shout out to Sipcoy. <laughs> we are the gateway and, drug. And is, isn't alcohol considered a drug? Yeah, for so, sure. So, hey, shout out to There's plenty of alcoholics <laughs> on the street, you know, I suppose. Um I'll, yeah, I'll be but, honest. When I see somebody that wants money, I've done this in the past. It's kind of I, like I think it's kind of funny. Like I like the guys who are just honest. Like, hey, I'm not gonna lie. I ain't a fucking homeless vet. I just want a beer. Here you go, bud. Here's two bucks. <laughs> like, go have a fucking beer. You know. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. It. Um, but again, you know, when you're talking about this, these addictions and stuff, I think that's mental illness. It all, yeah. It goes. You know, if that. you just can't say no, if you're willing to steal from your best friend or your family member. In order to get that high, there's something wrong in your brain. There's something that is. Well, we know how not big right. mental illness is in you know the world, not alone just the United States. Mental health is so. Yeah, and didn't huge. we used to have like you know asylums and like uh, you know hospitals State that hospitals? took care of, wow. that took care of these people? Did it just become yeah. well, too, too, too much? Yeah. Take care yeah. of is uh, that's no. why they don't no. have many more because that was a and like what a, do they do? They just put, term. put you in here and they give you big farm gives Against you pills and says hey you're going to be better and you don't get better. Yeah. And then they feed you more, and they make more And then money. that gets into MK Ultra, and that's they do mind control and all these guys and experiments. Yeah, that's where Dave Rome comes in. Dave, you're listening. Well, no, some of this, is, some of that is true. You know, the um, like, um, who was the guy in the '70s? Um, uh, Charles Manson. Manson. He was part of a experiment uh, done by the FBI, where they CIA, he, CIA, whatever it was. Um, where they gave these guys hallucinogenics. Um, he was a former prisoner or something like that. That's they, a ultra, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Okay. Mind control. Okay. So, anyways, we, we digressed. Yeah, we well, we were talking a little bit about conspiracies earlier. 12 you know? years old and smoking weed, and now we're talking about Charles Manson and the CIA. <laughs> hey, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, Drinking that, and thinking. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to Ted being 12 years old, smoking weed, and then he went into the military. What, what, what don't we know about you? Yeah, that's a good Ooh. question. I don't know. Here's know what I know about Ted. Here's I don't know what you don't know. <laughs> here's what we know about Ted, or what, I, what we think we Wait, know. Maybe say something your wife doesn't know. Don't yeah. say that. <laughs> we, you know, I, I'm getting, I'll probably get some of the you know, details wrong, but you went to the military, you got out, you got a job as a diesel mechanic or working on cranes or something like that. You're a crane operator or something? I came out of the mil- military, and I had a... Crane operator license from okay. Crane and Bombs. Okay, <laughs> and I, and I got a work. I got a job at Douglas Aircraft. Okay, so you worked for Douglas. Yeah, whatever. Operating so, so, a crane. Cl- operating a crane, and then somehow you got into the the diesel engine world. Yeah, you want to know why? Yeah. <laughs> well, I lived in Canyon Lake. Okay. Drove to Long Beach every day. 
to go to Douglas. To go to Douglas Aircraft. DC-10 takes off from O'Hare, does a barrel roll and crashes, kills everybody on the plane. They laid off 15,000 people within the next two months at Douglas Aircraft. And you were one of them. And I was one of them. Okay. And I was living out here, and that's when they were building the 15 freeway. So every day I'm driving down Temesco Canyon Road, seeing all of these graders and all the heavy equipment. And I said, I got to learn that, and then I'll be able to work out here. Okay. So at GI Bill, I went to Golden West College. They had a diesel technology program that was a year long. And I went and I did that for a year. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now <laughs> I know. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Kid. So when you were saying they're building the 15, that was just the 395, the two lanes, right? It was Temesco Canyon Road. Yeah. From Canyon Lake to Corona, and then you get on the 91. Yeah. Okay. So I lived out here before there was a 15 freeway. Yeah. So I got out of school, and I got I got really lucky. I I learned some kind of weird stuff. And it was when General Motors just came out with the diesel cars, their diesel trucks and cars, and they were having nothing but trouble with You're them. You're fucking aging yourself right now. I, I'm 66. <laughs> I'm old, Continue. Bastard. And so as soon as I got out of school, I got a job for the local Chevrolet dealer. And all I did is troubleshoot their diesel fuel systems and worked on diesels. Was that Paradise back then? It was Lakeside. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, oh, okay. it, yeah, it was before Paradise. Okay. So my lucky break there came when the general manager of Eastern Municipal Water District, his personal car was a diesel, and he had nothing but trouble with it, and he went from dealership to dealership, and no one could fix it. They brought it in. I checked it out, told him, hey, everything's under warranty. I could, you know, we could fix this. Fix his car. Didn't cost him anything. Like two days later, this dude comes walking back into my stall at the dealership and says, Hey, I'm, my name's Leon Patton. I work, I'm the shop supervisor at Eastern Municipal Water District. Would you like to go to work for us? Hmm. Wow, he, that was ballsy, dude. Yeah. He walked <laughs> yeah. into the dealership where you're working to yeah. steal yeah. an employee. Right. Yeah. And, and I didn't even know what Eastern Municipal Water was. You know, I didn't even know what it was. I asked around, and people were saying, Oh, yeah, man. If you could get in there, it'd be you're a good set. Gig. Fuck yeah, yeah, you get Caesar Chavez day off. So yeah, so that's how that's how I got over there. <laughs> you do really? <laughs> okay. So I got over there, and then I got in. They have, so I worked on the heavy equipment, and they have a department over there where they work on big stationary engines, natural gas engines. They got them all over the place. There's there's a great big pump station right up the street here. Generators behind the post office. Right. Mm-hmm. That's full of natural gas engines. No, they're pumps. They drive the water pumps for the city, for okay. the water system. Okay. And I got in. I got on into that department, and that's where I learned. So the pumps, I, I thought all the pumps were electric. And the- they have, this is another history lesson. So when this <laughs> area was developing, yeah. way, way back when they were doing all of their forward planning, there was more, the grid for natural gas there was pipes everywhere out here, and electrical service, not so much. And when they're building all these pump stations out here, Eastern Municipal has 535 miles, square miles of territory. And there was nothing out here. And they were planning all of these, for planning for expansion, they're building all these pump stations all over the place. 
they didn't have electricity. It was going to cost millions and millions of dollars to pull in the kind of power you need to run 500 horsepower electric motors. Okay. So they designed their whole system around natural gas engines. Okay. So because there's pipelines everywhere and it's, it's cheaper to run them than it is to run electricity. So they have all of these pump stations with big engines in them that run natural gas that are driving pumps. Are they still working today? Any oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all over out here. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's how I got into that niche. Right. And now kind of fast forward to where you are well, well, today. Because like, once you get into that niche, I mean, Eastern Water District is legit. Like, why would you want to leave that? I was one of those guys that was always thought the grass was greener on the other side. and Like most know, of us. I left. You know, when I left there, I went to another water district. Because they offered me and, a better position. When, when was that time? Um, and I went. To, I worked for Eastern in the '80s, and I think I left there in like maybe '90 or '91. Yeah. So you think the pension plans and stuff would have been starting to work pretty oh, well by then? I had, yeah. I was on PERS. I had a great plan, and I didn't care. I never even thought about retiring. Yeah. When you're that, I wasn't thinking when they're at that, age, you, you don't. Know, I, now I think about it. I see all the guys. <laughs> I see the guys now that I worked with that are retiring at like fifty five, and You're they're like, at, they're making ninety percent of what they yeah. were making working, and they got yeah. other jobs, and they're making more money now than they they did. And I'm yeah. like, God damn. Yeah. But you know, everything worked out for me. I mean, you married well. I married well. Well, also, I mean, fast forward to right now, you have a successful company that makes apart for these generators that not too many other people make right kind yeah it's we, a niche business so basically it's a very niche business and we're still involved with we build heat exchangers that they use on those engines that meet this plumbing code the safety code for double wall to where they don't contaminate the water right. which is huge. with engine coolant and we're right. the only ones that make it okay so yeah. we're on every engine in california arizona new mexico texas so you're kind of a big deal no <laughs> it, it used to be a really big deal they built thousands of them before i ended up with that company but you know it's it's a kind of you know it's cool when you're building something that nobody else builds yeah yeah so you know so is it is the technology fading phasing out like are they figuring other ways well, to do what you do or no? to be honest with you a lot of them the ones that are phasing out or shutting them down they're tired of dealing with south coast aqmd so they're as the electrical grid is spread when they get a chance to electrify a pump station they, they do. do it yeah yeah so they it's it's South Coast, the, the air quality regulations, and that's also what we build emissions control systems. So we're on that end of it, too. And we sell and service combustion analyzers, which they use to test the engines. To make sure that they're running clean. Yeah. So, so you're helping put, put yourself out of business. <laughs> is China, no, it's, is not China really, doing really. this, too? No. I have no China's idea not, what they're... They don't give a shit about the environment. Yeah, they don't care no, about the environment. They, yeah, no. But... You know, there's so many, so many water districts and cities that have shut their engines down because they're just tired of dealing with the regulations. The oh. Because 
they keep tightening them down, tightening them down, tightening them down. But, but that goes with anything in, in any type of work is nobody wants to follow the rules. Nobody wants to do that stuff. They're always trying to sugarcoat and get around things. So I understand that part of it. But if you do it right, you know, if you do it right, you're following the protocol. Yeah, but, you should be doing it. Yeah, way, but you know? see, the, the, the doing it right changes every year. Well, Just when true. you get it's, to be doing something right, they say, oh, hey, guess what? You're not doing it right no, anymore. No, you you're, need to do you, this. Yeah, you know you're and 100% they, right. They keep clamping down and clamping down, which is... It's a know, financial thing. Sure. <laughs> it's, not, it's not following the rules. It's how much is it going to cost me to follow the rules right. versus electrifying this. Right, no, but like yeah. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it was... It was a lot cheaper to follow the rules than it is today, correct? For sure. Yeah, right. Well, and the amount of inspections you go through, just everything is just so cost now. It's That's exactly what's going on. The inspections part's huge. Back in 2008, South Coast came out with a rule. It used to be on the engines, you had permit limits for NOx and carbon monoxide that you had to live with, and you had to get it tested every two years. What they found out was they couldn't figure it out. For 15 years, nobody ever failed. They call them source tests. Nobody ever failed one. They mm. couldn't, why, why, doesn't ever, why doesn't anybody ever fail one of these? Mm. Well, they figured it out. The source test guy comes out, sets up his equipment. The owner of the equipment, they go in and look and see what it's doing, and then they go in and adjust the engine, and they get it to where it's going to pass, Yeah, and then, and they, then they run the test. Yeah. So they started doing spot tests. They started just showing up. Random. Randomly. They, they hired a bunch of people in their enforcement division. They just showed up, test the equipment with the combustion analyzers that we sell. And they had over 85% failure rate on the, the um, testing mm -hmm. that they did. So then they decided, okay, Instead of lowering, they didn't lower the limits. They didn't, the NOx and the CO limits stayed the same, but they cranked up monitoring. And that is expensive. So now and you have, an, uh, you have to test an engine once a week. Once a week? Once a week. And if it, and, yeah. But they yeah. allowed portable combustion analyzers instead of a full-blown source test van. But... If you pass three weeks in a row, then you go to monthly. Oh. Once you fail a monthly, you go back to weekly. Yeah. Well, you know how many guys it takes? Like Eastern Municipal Water, they had 90, 93 engines running. How many guys does it take to go out and test? Yeah. So they had to hire guys yeah, to do shortage. nothing but go out and test engines. And then what Then you what, what they found, and it, it actually it's work because people are out there looking and they're they're finding stuff wrong and they're mm. correcting it yeah yeah so which is the way it should be it's the <laughs> sort of the, yeah. the rule sure. had the intended you know that's what they wanted you yeah. know so it's work people are on top of it they're spending the money to make sure the systems are working and but the, the what's crazy about the whole thing is i was on the there was an industry working group when they were proposing the new rules for monitoring. And in a, one of the meetings before they instituted that rule, somebody asked the question, of all the, of all the engine permits in South Coast, the whole air basin, how much impact do they have on the overall 
air pollution in the airport in in the air district and the guy literally said he goes if every engine that's run every stationary engine that we're talking about now every engine if you they shut them all off tomorrow it's so infinitesimal we could not even model it we couldn't even yeah it would be the improvement to the air would be like a point zero 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 like six or seven zero something percent improvement in the in the air and is that because of testing all the shit right is that because of its uh the fuel is natural gas it's because they can (laughs) it's like they just they found something that they could regulate so they're spending all this money on testing and regulations and there's zero environmental impact basically for the most part if they were all gone nothing would change you wouldn't know that they were all gone yeah Right, so but it, the, again, the is it because farming. it's a clean burning fuel? Is that part of the reason? Well, or no? you would think that that would be the something that's clean burning would be the last thing that they would regulate what, out. Regulate, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. I know. You would think I mean, would take but it. I, it's all about money too. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure every time they get that. a test, there's a fee involved, right? That goes somewhere. It's, it's, it's internal. They're, they're, it, it's internal. They're, they're forcing these guys it, to pay internally. right? It's the companies that pay to to to, to do the testing. It's not going to the South Coast. No, South but Coast is it going money. to the state or something no, like that? Is the state no, requiring? No, it's, 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 it's an expense of the business. Welcome to California, right there. That, if they get exactly if they the get caught, if they, they get what they call a notice of violation, but who's then catching they pay, them? Huge, yeah. they, they pay fines. Yeah. Right. Okay. Who are they paying fines to though? To the South the Coast Air Quality Management District. Okay. Right. 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 Oh, so, I thought it would okay. be going back so to the state like, of California. If too, it's not in compliance of whatever scale, that's what you're saying. So if they failed this test, it's still infinitesimal on the, the scale of air quality. Yeah, the overall effect of this, smart, this particular... <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's just an expense. It's, it's, an, it's a needless expense that they're, they're forcing these guys to pay. Yeah, I, th- I think, though, just to be devil's advocate here, you know, they, these, oh, these, are, these aren't the only people that they test. So it's like, okay, oh, we need to make these people be as clean as possible. We need to make these people be as clean as possible. And collectively, we're... Point being is... If, we're if this, saving some air. If... But you're not. If you're not well, saving, if you're it, not. But you are. It's every process, every industry you can think of. Yeah. They have rules. Yeah. Where they're doing the same thing. Where, yeah. Right. So it, I think overall, you know, between this yeah. company and so, this water district and I'll this power plant and this and over here. against that because if, in fact, these motors are running that, that cleanly and are putting they such shouldn't a. shouldn't have. Yeah. They shouldn't have that kind of an expense internally because now they're just forcing them to have this expense for no reason. I get if you're dumping some petroleum into the Sacramento River, there's a consequence to that. Right. But, but collectively, collectively, I think if you let every if you, industry if you go hog politics, wild, they would, they would start dumping shit <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> in right. the river. You know? I, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that yeah, it's not overdone or something like it, that. But I, I think the thought process behind it is, hey, like we all like clean air. Good intentions Let's, have bad outcomes on more occasions some ways some ways well they just you know for me it's the only the downside is there's customers that are shutting them off because Mm. they don't want to deal with it it's mainly the small upside for you is you have a business because of this regulation correct yeah well, just the opposite. He had a business prior to the regulation. Well, no, no but my bigger changers. business is but selling the emissions controls. So 
it's a little bit of both. Like, you know, we may lose some customers that shut down that used to buy our heat exchangers. Right. But we'll pick up somebody that needs catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate to say it because I've always been kind of critical of South Coast. But their rule, as bad as we bitch and moan about it, it freaking did exactly what they set out to do. Yeah. They've got everybody. But is it necessary? Yeah, the rule yes. is in place, and yes, it did what it was supposed to do, but was it even necessary to begin with? Yes. You say, you're well, saying yes, so you know what, the, what they're referring the to. Way, the way well, they, no, you think about just cars. You Rick think just about, wants to disagree with me for some reason. No, that's it's, not true. That's not true. I'm just, it's just because he's wrong, Rick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not, because you're talking about cars right now. We're not talking no. about cars. We're talking about clean-burning natural gas motors that they put in place this, no. this requirement to have right. them to have this unnecessary expense for no reason. The point, the point for them, though, was when they went out and did the sneak test, and they had the 85% failure rate. When it's failing, Boom, right it's there. failing really bad. Thank you. When they, when well, the, the question is, what does that mean to me? What is failing? Putting more really, NOx and CO into the atmosphere. More than what? More than they should be. More than, you know, more, more than, than who, I mean, give me some like examples. Like help me understand from a from so if it. So let's say um, right now, uh, NOx and CO limits for a natural gas engine, stationary engine is... 11 parts per million, NOx. Now, give me the and now, now, c- compare it to a car. Just a little bit more than a car. Okay, and there, how many cars are on the road? Right here. Millions. So what the hell? Are, well, that's are, what are I'm just motors. saying. I'm just saying. It's like they're, they're, they're doing this to everybody. But, but keep in mind, South Coast AQMD has nothing to do with cars. That's, I, car, that's carb. Well, I understand they're, that. They're, South Coast is right. over stationary sources. But like 90 motors. In the scheme of things, right? You're talking about 90 or so motors. The spear, the, the South spear, Coast? The yeah. really no, good. that was one customer. <laughs> oh, well, I said oh. 90. There was, that's one customer. Oh. Okay, so how, <laughs> yeah. how many motors... You can't, you can't lick as much. How many motors are in South Coast? And if every single motor in their repertoire failed or was, was producing more knocks than it was supposed to, give me the equation between that and a car. I, here, here's my point in, in asking this question. One, one big engine... If it's not right, it's volumetric. So yeah. it's the amount of an engine is an air pump. Yeah. So a car, it's it's air going in, air coming out. One of these big engines is comparable to 25, 30 cars. And when they're when they're yeah. out, these, they're these way out. Are massive. Mm-hmm. So when they're out, they're way out. Yeah. And the yeah. amount of CO and NOx that they can put out. Is, is crazy high, hmm. yeah. but still it's... And also, if, if the engine's running inefficient, it's a benefit to the person that owns it for it to run efficient because it's burning less fuel. You know, it's more efficient in more ways than one. It's not just good for the planet. It's also better for the, their pocketbook. You'd be surprised about the answer for that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? To make a catalytic converter work, it has to be super you have hot. to run a little rich. Oh, so you have to spend more in fuel. Yes. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I could tell you all about that. I shit. do. I want to well, know. Is there. I'm frustrated with because look at the just the constraints that California puts on businesses, whether they're public or private, unnecessarily. And, and that's why I don't care if it's, a, if it's a public utility or not. It's just frustrating that they have having to comply with stringent regulations when it means absolutely nothing to the actual environment. 
I mean, I think that's debatable, but... Um, well, yeah. that, that's why I was getting the question I was asking is, like, give me some reference. Like, if it's putting out a lot of knocks, what's that fucking mean to me? It's, it, it's still nothing compared... It's, it's a pimple on the ass of the world. I yeah. mean... But collectively, once the those, regulations those are from this emission, uh, these emissions over here, these emissions over here, these emissions over here, it, it's not just it's not just the power plants that they're trying to control. It's cars. I don't know if you remember, like, when I first moved here in the late 80s, when you drive, drove to L.A., if you had the windows down, your eyes, like, hurt. Like, the pollution was freaking bad because of all the cars burning... Cigarette smokers. You know, super rich and just no catalytic converters. Like, you, you drive there now, it's, it's much better than it was in it the late 80s and 70s. It's not much better. It, it is. is. It is. It is. It is crazy better than it was in the 70s and 80s. Well, I wasn't yeah. old enough to remember. Dude, now, what, what, so what do you bad. attribute that to? These regulations. Some of it's good is my point, I guess. I, are they going overboard by t- making you test every week? Probably. You know, should it be twice a year? Maybe. Um, but I think the intent is is c- coming from a good place. Now, is there greed and corruption and other things involved? Yes, of oh. course. Just like within everything, you know. I think we should all ride bicycles. Yeah. I well, that would fix some things. Bicycle? I think we should all have electric cars. Yeah, because electricity, the electricity, it just comes from nowhere. Right. Yeah. No, it's like well, well, that <laughs> whole thing that's going to happen in twenty thirty five is not going to happen. <laughs> well, let's fucking... talk. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, um, <laughs> do you think there would be a benefit to electric cars if we moved more or moved more power plants to nuclear? But we're not. We're getting away. We can't from even nuclear. keep up. Well, with I know. I know. You, and I, I think I'll that's a bad what, decision. T- you, if if you just took one neighborhood, if you took. Let's say Wildemar. You took Wildemar and put a charging station in every house in Wildemar. Yeah, the grid would crash. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because hundred okay. percent, they don't There's have too much draw. Yeah. Okay. Well, not Fuck. to mention that almost everybody has solar now, and we still fucking shut down. But solar not, doesn't really work too good at night. Right. So, <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Well, get beyond get that, because I, mean, I think that's all corrupt too. Well, beyond that, so but, you're talking about the creation of the batteries themselves. The making of the batteries. Yeah. yeah. The, the carbon footprint of yeah. batteries is crazy. Well, how about it's way then, worse than what we're How about then the disposal? Yeah. yeah. And then power, if we yep. do have, uh, you know, we're, it's we're all mining. Bass, it's bass backwards. There's yeah. nothing well, wrong with yeah. electric cars, but it is not yeah. the solution no, to the problem. Yeah. So Rick's solution is to kill off half the population. Him and Bill Gates are on the same page. They want to just kill off half the population. I'm starting to go with Rick yeah, here now, just, too. So, you know, well, I think there's something. Here's the thing. Like, yeah. Well, too many fucking people here. That's the root of the problem. There's too many people. I, you know, I don't want to kill anybody, but I'm just saying. The, they the, should all kill themselves. They should just well, stop no, mass I th- producing. I think we are, as a species, just a virus on this planet, and we're going to consume it until it's dead. The planet's going to shake us off pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready, <laughs> we're ready to go with the dinosaurs right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it, it might. this planet will shake yeah. us off. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, like it, it, nothing. Right? No, no. We're yeah. we're a small blip in time. I think yeah. we're on our, our way right day will now. Come. With our administration. You know, so if, if in fact we are on a, on a globe Earth, we're spinning at sixty six thousand miles an hour around the sun. No, remember it's flat. No, no. I'm saying if in fact we are a, a, a flaming ball going at sixty six thousand miles an hour in rotation around the sun, it's trying to shake us off. But for some reason, we're gravity. Yet, <laughs> beers keeping us. Lakes down. can be dead flat. 
They're not, though. Lakes? When it's yeah. still and calm? Oh, it's beautiful. Like mirror. Yeah, a small pond, okay, is in the, the whole Chasselet, surface of the lakes, earth. That's yeah, not happening. It's, yeah. it's flat in relation to the gravitational pull of the earth and the curvature so, of the earth. When you were loading bombs, what year was that? <laughs> <laughs> See, Craig can't win. When, well, I started when, dropping bombs, Craig, 1976. Well, where, where were they going? How old were you? You're, you were 18. What's next? I was 17. Yeah, so, so got out of that. What was next after that? Wait, wait, I want to know where the bombs were going. What the where, fuck? Where, what? The I bombs were? Vietnam, dude. No, I was yeah. too young for that. I went at the uh, end of Vietnam. Okay. But that's why, I, that's why I joined yeah, because I had a low draft number. Mm. And I, I actually joined. It was so they had delayed enlistment. You're 65, you said? No, Six. 73. No, what no, year? I'm 66. Okay, yeah. So you, you're... Eight years younger than Denny and seven years younger than my dad. And they were both in Vietnam. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I went in over. at the – they were closing, shutting down Vietnam. But they – they I went on delayed enlistment, which I signed and got sworn in while I was still in high school. And that was like six or seven months before I actually went in. And like two months after I did it, they stopped the draft. Oh, so you couldn't back out at that one. No, I was already. <laughs> you already had your. So haircut. that was good, dude. It was like no, I, I think I got my hair. My first haircut was in boot camp. <laughs> what dude, did they send out? Because I remember like, getting looking at the hippie like fuck it, cut that shit off, man. That was everybody else they in did. the seventies. So. What did they send out like in the eighties? Because I, I remember when I got my license, I got a card. It wasn't necessarily a draft card. You were but supposed it, to register. You're supposed to register. Yeah, for register draft. for the draft. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we. Okay. I got the same thing. Okay. So yeah. when you said you said earlier, like that was one of the best experiences ever. Dude, right? I had a great Why? time. Why? <laughs> because the war. The war is over. Because there was the, bombs, <laughs> the, dude. Well, I had never been out of California except if you can call Colorado River out of California. Uh, I'd never been on an airplane. Not. So all, all California goes I'd, there. I'd never been on an airplane. Mm. I was 17. I go to boot camp. Get In the out. Air Force, which was what? You had to do like five push-ups? Or, was boot camp for the Air Force? Nothing like the Marines nothing, go nothing through. Like Marines. Okay. They, try, no, to, they still, try to fuck with you. They, I'm sure it's still hard enough. Yeah, I mean, I mean sure. you have to build you strong. You're okay. doing PC, and you're yeah. marching, and you're shooting, and you're doing all the shit, but okay. you're not getting beat up too much. You know, Got hit a couple times, okay. but it's nothing like what the guys in the Marines. They're not mentally fucking with you. They're they're once they they're trying to get you to think their way instead of your way. Mm-hmm. And once you figure that one out, you're fine. It gets yeah. gets real easy. You're, yeah. Then you're just doing the shit. You're yeah. going to the classes. You're going marching. You're going shooting. You're just going through the motions. And then yeah. when you get out of boot camp, then they send you to a tech school. Well, I got sent to a what happened was I was supposed to be uh, – they had guaranteed jobs when you signed up. And I signed up to – I wanted Which to be – Yeah, I wanted to be a boom operator on a KC-135 in-flight refueling. So have you ever seen where they fly up yeah. to the plane and the yeah. dude, there's a boom in the back. Yeah. And it goes down and fills up the – that's, that's what, what I wanted, wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, I thought that – I'd be like, I'll be that'd the be, chef. That'd be that's fucking cool. bitching. Yeah, you're away from the war zone. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I was supposed to do. And then when in boot camp, one day we were in boot camp and the DIs, they like fucking with you. There's no doubt about it. We're in the day room and they start the guys and they're rednecks. And 
how many of you guys in here have guaranteed jobs? And everybody's like raising their hand. They go, what are you going to be? I'm going to be a jet engine mechanic. Oh, cool. What about you, buddy? He's, oh, I'm going to be a fireman. And he pulls out this letter and he goes, I got some news for you, sissies. You're all fucking going to be bomb loaders. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, well, it's, uh, cause, because they were close. What happened was... They, they didn't have any bomb loaders. No, they were close. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they let so died. many out at the end of Vietnam, and they had all of the bases in Thailand and shit that were supporting yeah. Vietnam with all the freaking bombs and the bomb dumps and shit, and they didn't have anybody to get it out of there. Mm. Wow. So they made everybody in our flight bomb wow. loaders. That's, that's gnarly. Yeah. So bomb loaders. You, you weren't loading planes. You are loading bombs on the ships. No, I was in the Air Force. Well, I know, but the like planes. You were loading. You <laughs> had to go there and get we some had, bombs and we load had them. planes. <laughs> right, well, I know, but you're loading bombs onto the wings of planes. Yeah. Yeah. But the war or in the, like, or in the cargo holds. Well, they still practice every they're, every yeah. day. They're out here practicing. Still, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, we were. You know, I was in a tactical. So when I got out of, I went to school in Colorado to learn how to load bombs. And how? And you, know, you have to learn that how like to build one day? up how to, because they don't storm with fuses <laughs> and shit. You know, they, you okay. know, they take them out and they load them up and then put fuses in them and all that stuff. Okay. Because so you, you know, how, I can't even up. tell you how many times we knocked over stacks of bombs. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, uh, uh, like, we're all gonna die right now." Oh, false alarm! <laughs> yeah, you hit. You know, you're like dominoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have they have they're called igloos. They're underground. They're got. They're earth covered. Yeah. They have a big concrete face on them. You ever yeah. go down Do by Seal Beach? Come here. No, I've yeah. driven through no, Pendleton. Exactly yeah. About. yeah, I've That's, driven through Pendleton. So before. that those are all full of bombs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we used to. There used to be. Depending on what size they were, there, you know, we had a lot of five hundred pounders or Mark twos, and then we had a lot of thousand pounders. And they'd be on two on a skid, and then you'd. They'd stack them in pyramid rows. The poor forklift drivers like, fuck, don't and it'd be bump like something. <laughs> 20, 20 rows deep. You hit, you, so, like, every year, you got to pull them out. You got to do lot. They're called lot inspections. And you got to take that's, a certain amount of. That's just got to be scary any way you look at it. It's, it's like, no, nah, it's not. It's like you bottles. need the igniter. Like, no, but you're like. There's no fuse in them. But yeah. you still could blow one up. But you still think about like with this, what? In what your would mind, it take? You're like, I don't want to dump this over. What it would it take go. to blow up a bomb that doesn't have a fuse? If it split open, and and it could split you open. Could split by open. They're like over cast by six iron. feet. I mean, fuck, you can okay. die on a ladder. How yeah. thick? Feet, so. How thick are the walls? Like More? three eighths thick. So if you, uh, you, you right. split so it open, a little more damage. Yeah. What would it? Would it blow up? It could. It's not real likely. What what what's in them? I mean, I just picture gunpowder, but what's in them? Explosives, right. <laughs> gnarlier gunpowder. Right, but I mean, is it like know, you, you hear about Dude, like I don't even really dropping napalm and different chemicals? Napalm's and this and completely different. We had that too. Okay. Well, but, we, we we've talked about this a little bit before. Like what Denny won't talk about. My dad's talked to me about it. Is the stuff that we have that the world doesn't have is insane. And well, I'm sure they're called anti-personnel yeah, weapons. You don't talk about it because it's extreme. Yeah, so. we had them. We had. Yeah. Fleshette warheads and, you know, you ever seen like a helicopter, they have a round launcher on them and they got yep. these 2.75 yeah. yeah. inch yeah. rockets yeah. coming out of them. Yeah. Well, those things, we, you know, we had shit tons of them. Right. And they have different kinds of warheads for them. They have stuff that's meant to go through yeah. block Everything. walls. <laughs> they have stuff that's. Meant to go through tanks they, or whatever. Yeah. And then they have the anti-personnel shit. Stuff that just. That yeah. the, uh, it looks like a big can that goes on the 
all this shit screws into the front of the rocket. Okay. They have these ones. They're about, looks like a big can. And it's full of little nails, nails. with fins yeah. on them. It just fucks you up. Yeah, well, and well, they have what they call proximity fuses on them. So they'll shoot those things off, and they'll blow up ten above feet ground. Off the ground. And, they just, and those and they, freaking darts like, just go, yeah. and it just, I mean. Kills you instantly. It's anti-personnel. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's where yeah. you see where, like, the Boston bomber have done these things where they've built the little microwaves with nails and stuff because when they explode, and the shrapnel going everywhere. Similar on a smaller scale. But to what Ted's talking about, you know, is the Boston, that's the Boston bomber. Yeah, yeah we mean, had we had those things too that they used to. What do they call them? BDUs. Um, they're little round I just said balls. That. Me. No, I know that are made, made of cast iron with hard metal in them, shrapnel. And when they they eject out and they spin and that arms them and then they blow up above ground, and all that hard metal and shit just shreds everything. Shreds you. Yeah. 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 So, um, shit, what's my oh, I don't know. What was there ever, in your knowledge, like, was there ever like a rumor or a story of one of these bombs falling over and like taken out? Oh, it happened. Hell yeah, it, it happened. Oh yeah, really? It yeah, happened a couple. It happened. So, so and that's did you see any instances? No, no, I never saw anything blow up in the. The so if one went off, they'd all start to go in. Oh yeah, well, then it would chain, chain reaction. Go off. Yeah. They call it high order when everything get the fuck goes out. off. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. But yeah, I never saw an accident. You heard about where it. I was at. You heard about, oh, hey dude. Oh, like, it happened in, in it happened in, in Thailand. Okay. Where they blew up. Uh, what is it? Utapau. They blew up the whole bomb dump. <laughs> By because ac- of a mistake. Hey, in quotes, an accident. Yeah. By accident. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was an accident. Probably not. And then, yeah. but U.S. soldiers died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then they had shit go off on the, you know, there's plenty of accidents on the flight line where you've got you're, sidewinders or and you're loading or Sparrow missiles on a on a jet and something goes wrong and it wow. fires off on the flight line or you know oh, shit. Wow. We've had stuff like you know ejection seats. Mm. Ejection Uh-oh. seats are rocket motors. Yeah. And we used to have to handle the rocket motors. We bring the rocket motors up to the flight line and they'd put them in the. Ejection seats. So you're walking like with a case of eggs, basically. Like, don't want to drop this. But that'll yeah. kill you. Is it that bad? Like, is it like a case of eggs? Like, no. Okay. It, no, it, you could drop it. You could throw it. Okay. It's not going to go oh, off. But shit, if you ignite Dad, it, we're throw the shit. But when like somebody screws up, we you know we had it happen when I was in Spain. Hook the red guy wire to the black wire. Ejected <laughs> with the canopy down on the flight line. Oh shit! Crushed him. Dude goes right through the goes right through the canopy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I kills him. I top gun. Yeah. yeah, but with goose. on the ground, with the canopy closed. Goose. So did he go through it and survive, or he died? No. <laughs> he, he didn't make it, dude. <laughs> Wait, him just, going, laughing, just, going, just going through the canopy yeah. was enough to yeah. kill him. Shred well, him. Maybe he's going fast enough to where he can make it through without. Just blow no, through I'm it. talking about he's sitting in the jet with the canopy closed. When, when, the, when the ejection seat, everything's armed. The first thing it does is blow the canopy off. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then if that's our ejection seat, they, yeah, you want that gone. That, you want that, that glass. glass yeah. That's that thick. Yeah. You want that gone before you go flying out of there. <laughs> of course, or you could have a big headache. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or actually, dead. It would just it freaking like shred you, yeah. dude. And those pilots. I mean, the pilots are the guys that are the freaking create. Their heroes are yeah. crazy. But you know, there was the what was it? The A sixes in Vietnam. Where like if you had to eject from a plane, it would they'd bust both their knees every time. They, mm. The da- the way the dash was on the plane, 
It would take their knees off as they went out the plane. That's Better a, than killing you, I guess. Flop, sort of. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I heard about that. It seems yeah. that they'd be able to correct that the first time that happened. Yeah. They don't because of the force to get them out of that dying plane, say. Well, I, I get it. But to like, save their life and fuck their knees up, whatever. Well, I understand that that's the alternative, but you think the designers <laughs> of the plane went, huh, that's a flaw. Yeah. It's a flaw. We should, we should put that. some knee guards what on. What else do you do? It still has I don't, has, I don't think it's bigger, been still perfected to this day. Bigger cockpit? I don't know. Not a dashboard over your knees? But the, the fighter pilots, Maybe. dude, they're, they've always been the shit to me because they're, they're like that's kamikazes. a technical they're, job. They're, it's so fucking it technical. You and can, you got to be so on your game dude, to be able to do it. Just watch like the Blue Angels and stuff, how they can do some maneuver all at the same time. Like yeah. if you fucking... Oops! One guy fucks up a half an inch. Everybody's dead. Like <laughs> on the beach in Huntington Beach, really. Yeah. Yeah. In an air show, I, like that's fucking nuts. Kind of funny, you know. You, you you watch like Top Gun and you, you see Tom Cruise and you know like. Well, the next one's coming out. Super. Shout out to Maverick. <laughs> Shout out to Maverick. <laughs> um, I met a F fifteen pilot one time. It was like a friend of a friend. He was coming over to the house, and I'm like, wow, okay, I'm gonna meet this guy, um, and. He was the gooberest goober <laughs> that I've ever he met. Was he was like such a nerd. But I, you know, I think you have to be, number one, super smart to be able to. Fucking crazy. <laughs> super crazy. I don't know. But like, I was impressed by his knowledge and his, you know, and what he could do and his skill. But, you know, he was just, he was not Tom Cruise. Did, okay. Now, at all. back when I was, was in the Air man. Force. They were like Tom. They were. That's how they were. Oh, really? They were a bunch of cocky fuckers. Okay. And and they they fucking deserved it, dude. Because okay. you know they were now it's some shit. so freaking technical. They're so the, the guys. You almost have to be a fucking nerd. That All the played, computer well, systems, with with technology. Xbox, technology. Yeah. Because there's so much shit that they gotta pay attention to flying right. the plane. Right. But you know back back in the back in the day it was high tech, but still it took. Normal gauges. It was still analog. It, was it analog. wasn't like digital. It was yeah. analog, yeah. and those and but the like what I what I remember the most. And they were a bunch of cocky fuckers, and but did you beat them in volleyball? No, okay. never. <laughs> they you, they wouldn't play with you. <laughs> but they are now. So when I was stationed in, I was stationed in Spain for three years, and I was in a tactical fighter wing, and we had three wings on the base. Three of wings. F fours. Three different. Squadrons. There's not three wings on the aircraft. Yeah, well, I just wondering. So what three fighter doing. squadrons on the base. One fighter squadron was always in Turkey. There was a base in Turkey called Inserlik, and it was the closest base to Russia with nuclear weapons. Oh wow! So we had F4s over there on alert pads, loaded with nukes. Ooh, and so ooh, one of our fighter squadrons was over there all the time, and and the guys, the flight line guys that support it, they they. We're over, there was always somebody over there with the planes. And those guys, their, their flight plans. Is this top secret? Should we like be like. No, it's so, real, real, so far quick, ago. Real quick, go back. I don't mean to stop you, Ted, but the, the pilots that have the nuclear <laughs> missiles, are those guys fucking the smartest guys or the fucking kookiest guys? You think? Same guys, man. It's the, <laughs> I mean, it's the to same me guys. Like, that's like, I mean, not to get into the politics, but the guy that's behind the button right now. I mean, yeah. like. Fuck, I don't know, man. Well, when are we going? They you know? took off when the guy with the button, tell, you know. So they, so there was always planes sitting in these covered revetments, loaded, ready to go, Fuck. with a crew, ready to go. Now, and that's all they did. They sat there and they waited 
to and get called. How so, big? How big are these? How big are these bombs? Well, they're nuclear. They're, they're not that to, big. They're not that big. They're I not mean, that big. This table, bigger than this table. Okay. Because you see, like you know, pictures of like well, I guess the nuclear, nuclear rockets, nuclear rockets, you know, that, that, nuclear missiles, that go yeah, out of you know the ground or whatever. And those are huge, but I don't know how big the actual explosive is. It's not that big. Mm. But so the crazy part to me about those guys was they knew that they when they would leave Interlik, Turkey, and they go for they had targets in Russia or you know. Wherever. All that area. Yeah. They, none of them had enough fuel to get back. Whoa. Because so none of them. So where would they land? That's a good fucking question. The, they wouldn't land. It's like the dude. So they're done. They, they would eject. There, there are kamikazes. They'd have to eject somewhere. There are kamikazes. Yeah. Or. Hmm. None of them had enough fuel to get back. So now would, the would it be uh, in-flight refueling? Or would the well, nuclear just, just take them out? Themselves. Well. No, no, the, the nuclear wouldn't take them out. Okay. But in theory, could you have a, a plane up there yes. to refuel them to get them back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but when you've got, let's say you've got. A hundred of them. A hundred of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I just always thought that that's pretty fucking serious when you know. Yeah. This, that, today's my day. That if, pretty if much. we ever get that call, there's a good chance that I'm not getting back here. Right. And yeah. that, to me, that's balls. Yeah, hundred percent. I always have. Yeah, I think any military. I wasn't. Uh, I ch- I tried to get into the Air Force. I couldn't pass the color test, so they told me I would they, never they, fly. They told them that, but it was the height test. Yeah, or maybe it was the height. <laughs> uh, they told me I would never fly, so I I didn't go. Yeah. Um, and I wish I would have just to be a mechanic or whatever. Go work in Spain for three I years. I had a great time, dude. Yeah. I had a great time. I wish I would. And I had it. I had the utmost respect for the fighter pilots. I just thought. That, those guys are fucking cool. Sure. But they were, they were cocky, dude. They, they have to be. They'd, they'd strut around. It, it's just like Top, top of the food chain. Well, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, can you imagine another machine that humans have made that is more bitchin' than a freaking fighter, fighter jet. jet? I still like, get... I still... Like, dude, when, when I was in the Air Force all day long, every day... Saw circles. airplanes, yeah. you know, jets flying over all the time, yeah. doing shit. And I still, when I see them, I still get a kick out of it. Yeah. I love watching fighter jets. And I've always liked uh, just aviation in general. I don't care if it's a Cessna. I, lo- I, I think it's so cool. Yeah. You know? So have you been back to an Air Force base since you re- re- got out and seen the, like, the new shit compared to what it was when you were there? Um. Uh, kinda. I like when I was at when I worked for Douglas. I had to go to um, Edwards Air Force Base a couple of times, but I just you know I still pay attention to it. So when I my last base before I got out, I went to Nellis in Las Vegas, and that's where they test a lot of new planes. Um, when I was there. We had F-111s, F-5s. What are those? F-15s. What are those? Fighter jets. Okay. We had the A-10s, Warthogs, just came out. The Warthogs are so cool looking. We were doing the weapons testing on the A-10s. I'll have one. What do you want, Sam? Yeah. Blonde. I'm good. Um, Good. 
So, no, so as you were getting out, that was the new ticket. And then from when you got out, what year, what, what year did you get out? I got out in 78. So what? 78. What I was, was the next years um, engage, mm -hmm. engagement after that? Like Desert Storm. So it was a long time. Mm. Yeah. So they had all kinds of new shit. Well, yeah. no, there was, there's a few other minor battles, right? Or minor invasions or whatever between that. I, think we, just set up, I think we just set up in countries. Libya, yeah. There wasn't anything that really happened. Okay. Syria anyway. too, right? Anyway. Now, now, back to the Vietnam, just quick diversion. Like, what, what's your take on Vietnam and why we got in? And should we have gotten in? And the Bay of Tonkin. I'm not in old. En I'm not old enough to. Uh, everything I know about that is just what I've read. Um, Probably be that's I, your dad or my dad question. What I remember about Vietnam. I know your dad won't talk was about. Was when I was it. a little kid, when I was 14, 13, 14, 15, had neighbors, 18, 19 year old guys go gone. Yeah, not come back. Die. Never come back. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that was the beginning of that was the beginning, like like early '60s, right? It started in the for the U.S. It started in the early '60s because my dad but, went over. I think '68. Yeah, so that's about the, the time when it was really cranking up and yeah. the draft. When I was so if I yeah I was in before I was in, even in junior highs. My neighbor, their son went. He got killed. Um, and what was he in? He was in, I think he was in the army. Um, but what do you know Craig, about your dad was a marine or army? I forget. Marine, he was a marine. Yeah. Okay. yeah. My dad was navy. He was in the sub, so he was, he uh, he was underwater, sixty-five days, no surface. And I, to this day, I'm like still, and I know why he did other things later in life with his firefighting career and how he was mentally built to do that. But I was like, dude. 65 days not seeing the sun is just whack to me. Like, I could not even go 10 minutes yeah. in the submarine. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, my head would explode. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. I, and the stuff. I'm like, where, and I'm, I, I'm sure you know the stories where they have the, I forget what it's called, but there's three shifts, and you all sh share the same bed. So one guy goes in bed for eight hours. Next guy goes in the same bed for eight hours. Next guy goes in the same bed, and then you're back again. And they really don't, they clean the sheets whenever, but. How, how do you fucking live that way? Well, how do you clean the sheets on a, on a submarine you're not doing laundry? They have water, dude. Yeah, they're surrounded by it. <laughs> they just suck in salt water and they clean have the water sheets. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. That's, that's, Desalination. That's, that's, this is where I don't, we're not going to get into this too much until my dad gets on here. But my dad's like, when we talk about how we're in um, a drought, my dad laughs at that. Yeah. Because they turn well, water into. Yeah, the no, there's no doubt. There's can. no doubt it can be done. It's just whether yeah, it's well, cost effective. Yeah. But well, he's laughing at what we spend money dying. on and why we can't do yeah. the reality climate change no, they, shit we should do. They have yeah, a big yeah. desal plant in uh, Carlsbad right now. Is and it, it produces a lot. Oh, yeah. No, it's operational. Yeah, for it's sure. It's just very energy intensive. Yeah. It costs a lot. It costs a lot of money. It costs a lot. They've, so, had, they've had desal and reverse osmosis in long time. the Middle East for friggin' hundred or not hundred years, but 50 years in yeah. Israel. They have... Yeah. It's really hard to remove salt, sodium from water. It's really hard. So have you been back to Spain since you left? No. You want to? I would love to go back to Spain. I heard it's beautiful, but now we have travel restrictions, and we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. But 
getting worse. I was there when <laughs> they lo- they loved Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they now, don't like now, them now? No, not so much. Spaniards? No, yeah. you know, the funny part, though, is because it, it used to be countries now that used to love people from the United States, and now they're like, they hate that, and now it's states. Yeah. Like, don't come to Montana and Idaho if you're a California motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Seriously. here's what's crazy, and I was telling somebody this not that long ago. I remember when I when I was, like, in boot camp and – Everybody, when they find out you're from California, oh, oh my God, you were so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Now it's like, fuck you, you. fucking asshole. Yeah, Go you, back to California. You lived hard. When I was up in Montana, it was this no, summer. Totally. I got people flipping me the bird. Yeah. I'm driving down dirt roads mm. out there, and they see the my plates, yep. and they flip me yep. off. Wow. No, and, and the thing is, too, is because I've talked to a lot of people there when I was there the summers as well, and then we have friends in Idaho that changed their plates right away when they got there. Is it's not so much the fact that you're from here, is if you come here and try to change their problems. But yeah. then I saw the flip side of that too, like for Idaho at least, and I'm sure it's the same for Montana, is when we keep moving there and they're having to build, they're dra- all their property taxes are going up and they're like, we used to pay nothing and now you're yeah. fucking. And, and homes become less and less, less and less and less affordable. And that's what they told you know? they tell me. Like uh, at the, you know, the old saloon in immigrant yeah. Montana, I went in there and I was, talking to the girl, the bartender, and this bullshit. And I told her, I go, just happened to mention to her, I go, it's the first time I've ever been flipped off in my life, and I didn't get mad. I kind of, I understand you, it. You, yeah, you yeah, took it in. Like, you she know goes, what, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, other everybody not, wants they're to. They're not all like that. That was just somebody who was like, fuck you. There's a lot of them. But, no, I know. I get that. Yeah. But Here's the thing. People if you go think if they move. that way if you talk to them. People think if they move there 10 years ago. They're all of a sudden, they have the right to be there and nobody else. Right. Everybody wants to move to paradise and shut the door behind them. And that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, what um, they all said, and this is, I talked to, in several places, several bars, restaurants, even when I went, the fishing guide, they all said the same thing. They're really pissed off about VRBO. That's mm-hmm. what pisses them oh. off. They go, there's no fucking rentals. For Long any term. of the seasonal workers there, yeah, the people gotcha. that work at the places, there's yeah. nowhere to fucking rent because right. all the assholes from California came and bought property and then VRBO'd it. Yeah. So, so the guy that's like my river guide that works in the snow and he can't, he doesn't have a place to stay. There's no place ever. to rent. He yeah. can't rent because it's too expensive. He, yeah. they, they basically say, hey, they're renting the houses that they're getting per day what they used to get per month. Right. From the seasonal guys Makes running sense. them, right? Makes sense. Yeah, and, no, and that's like, a, that's a huge it. thing that they're trying to deal with in in the resort towns of Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. Um, they're they're starting to do pro- more programs um, where uh, the city or maybe it's a private developer will build, say, a condo complex. You, Which is the worst? And if you're outside of the state or the town, even. You can buy it, but you cannot charge more. You can't um, VRBO it. You can't charge more than X amount for rent. It has to be affordable rent. Um, and but you, who sets that guideline? The city or the, oh, okay. yeah, whoever. Local. Um, local. Yeah. So, but it's kind of like a win-win for everybody. You, you're able to buy it at a reasonable price where you can charge the amount that they want you to charge. So, it, oh, and the other restriction is you can't live there. 
you can make the investment to rent long term to somebody, but you cannot live live there and you cannot VRBO it. It has to be for a low income family to long term rent. Why wouldn't the resorts that are having issues? They do. Yeah, there a lot of the resorts are uh, buying property and and building these things for um, their employees, but. You know, the, the, the issue with that is a lot of your resorts are seasonal, you know. So you have these big ski resorts that need a bunch of people in the winter. They don't need them in the summer, you know. So um, for them to provide long-term housing, you know, that's a, for everybody. I mean, tickets are already 200 bucks for a day of skiing mm-hmm. at Big Sky. Dude, it's, you know, it's you out imagine? of reach there. It's Big Sky? Big Sky that's, is. That's, that's why. Anywhere. That's, no, Brian, yeah. has, Brian has not so bad yet. Yeah, it's some of the resorts, some getting, of the smaller resorts, there, but yeah. I'm talking about to live there. I'm yeah. Talking about buying a house. Oh yeah. yeah, like I always have that in the back of my mind. Fuck, I'd like to get out of here yeah. and well, that's go to Idaho or go to Montana. Yeah. Too late, dude. We were <laughs> no Craig can sell us a property. We, one day when the day It'll I went no up to, um, <laughs> that reservoir up above Bozeman that I said highlight. Was bad, yeah, yeah, Highlight Reservoir. There's a neighborhood yeah. down below that yeah. that's got like acre to two acre. Yeah, that's really hi- nice looking houses. Nothing fancy, but yeah. just nice looking. And me and Allison were saying, maybe this is this would be a yeah, everybody like a place that, that we that's could the maybe that would be cool. Sure. It's like 1.6 million for a yeah. two 2,500 square foot house yeah. down there. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so where are all these people from yeah. in Bozeman? get the money to pay that kind of shit yeah it's not people from bozeman yeah i mean it's people who made their money somewhere else and came to bozeman yeah for sure it's the whole everything's like that there so are these second homes or are these residences a lot of them well those but also it's a, a lot of them are permanent residences that they came when they were 65 they made their money in you know uh, anywhere yeah. else and came there to kind of retire you know, or a lot of, you know, with the Internet and all of the work from home, a bunch of people are moving there um, and just working from their house because them, they what, can. 1.6. That, that, you're not. That's no slouch. You know, you're for sure. That's no yeah. joke. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean. What would you make on your house? Like how much you don't know that much in your house right now? If you sold right now, 400. You would make or sell for four. I would make. Oh, okay. okay. So, what, uh, well, well, that doesn't tell us if you pay. I don't know. I feel like this table is. Dude, you couldn't move to Bozeman. <laughs> right? Hey, so I just like, put no, my hat on, could, Ted. Though. I had to switch it up. Because. Bozeman. What, where did you have the best pretzel you've ever had in your life? Mount Walking. Best pretzel? That's Mount the Walking. place. Yep. That place is badass. I, I sent him, I'm like, dude, the raddest pretzel ever. And he goes, I had it, and it is the raddest pretzel it's in amazing. the world. Yeah, crazy. That place was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. And they make the, great and beer. beer. Everything they make great beer, too. Yeah, their beer's good. The, sir, the people All their food were great. Yeah. The, so like we, the we went there three insane. times. Yeah, dude. Seriously, I would be like... What, what is it? Is it so a brewery? I don't know. It's, it's a brewery. It's like... Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah, a It's like stadium. It's a pizza place that's so brewery. Good, but it is. It's a pizza place brewery that has pretzels? Yeah, it's an appetizer or whatever. You should do pretzels. I don't want to do pretzels. You should do pretzels. Pretzels are amazing. Dude, we do enough. Their pretzels were badass. Seriously, I was like, what? Yeah, that place was it's cool. It's hard to find a good pretzel. It's a Bavarian pretzel, but it was just... I know, but I where do you get one? Baseball game? Like, 
yeah, buttery and salty and disgusted, and you dipped it in the beer cheese and then the mustard. It was like <laughs> it was more of it was more of like a pastry than it was, it was a pretzel. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> a crispy yeah. cream, the crispy cream of pretzels. And so now I'm like, I have to go there every time I go to Bozeman. I'm oh. going to that mountain walking. So. Yeah, I don't. You know the the they're You've been there to, obviously. I've only been there once. You guys. Yeah, I was there, there last times. week. Um, the, uh, they're trying to fix the situation because you have a lot of people moving there who want services, but there's there, the the services like you know the restaurants are only open four days a week. It you know it, and their hours are even random like hey we had to close friday night sorry you know our cook didn't show up in fact we were in big sky we went to this uh, new restaurant for lunch we wanted to go there for lunch it just opened up we walk into the place there's six of us and uh the hostess kind of greets us and and says hey uh just so you know we're not serving food right now because our uh wow. chef didn't show up so yeah that just lends to the um the whole housing issue i mean the cheapest uh, I look at this every single day. Uh, the cheapest uh, studio apartment, maybe one bedroom, is $400,000. You know? Some cook at a restaurant can't afford a $400,000 payment. Or, even more, doesn't want to pay it that kind of money to live in a studio. Mm-hmm. You know? Or a, it's out of whack. Well, it, it's out of whack. Who really could afford that? Somebody from California who's going to rent it VRBO to uh, vacation. Bruce Willis on vacation, maybe, but yeah, you know, it's it's perfect for the. You can make money paying that and putting it on uh, VRBO. You know, Uh, but again, that doesn't uh, it doesn't sound. There's a housing crisis, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, You know. Well, that also goes for a crisis for taxi cabs when everything when Lyft came around, you know, or a yeah, crisis so, for Blockbuster you know, when maybe there's Netflix a shift that's going to yeah. happen yeah. that yeah. somehow we're all going to figure this out, you know, like some entrepreneur will figure out how to, you know, solve this, and I don't know in what way, you know, maybe drones will freaking drop pizzas off at your front door or something like that. But no more restaurants. You no more restaurants. Well, you know, that, but and, I mean, you know, they'll figure out how to how to get somehow. robots to freaking I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, we're in an interesting time right now. Glad I'll be gone. Which <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we always said it's sad for our kids, and I'm like, no, it's more sad for our grandkids because. Our yeah, kids are going through you know, the same shit with us right now. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, you know? I try and think positively to a certain extent. Like, we all grew up in a time that was really cool. We saw a lot Fuck. of... Fuck, so rad. You know, we saw a lot of the um, environments that we lived in that were unspoiled. You know, hunting, fishing, clear waters, um, you know, going to places where there wasn't a bunch of homes you could escape and uh escape society to a certain extent you know uh so we grew up with those kind of memories as good memories and and we want that for our kids but you know maybe there's something better on the horizon so so what changed but i don't know what's that technology what changed that social media phones in our hands yeah it changed all that because you don't have any memories of anything now if you look at it Kids don't have any memories of anything. They have a phone in their hand. 
The only memory they have is that they can go scroll back and see what they did. And if it's stupid shit like Snapchat and things like that, TikTok, they're gone in 20 seconds. They never, what they just recorded, they just, is gone. And cyberspace has it, whatever. They don't have what we had. We, we, yeah. we remember we, we played in the streets um, until the lights came on, and that was dinner time. Right, I know. And then we don't even have street lights <laughs> now. I mean, yeah, I hear you. You know, yeah. I guess my point is like well, every every generation lights, is like, man, I wish it was, you know, I wish it was like the good old days. You know, our parents were like worried they worried they, about they us. Barely even had TV. I know, but they were kind of worried about us as far as the fucked up world that yeah, we were getting, you know, I, right. you know, from them. Right. And it was probably the same for their dads to them, kind of thing. I think this went um, a little extreme now, though. Like, Seems like it, you know, it's, but it's, it's we need a technology, but technology fucked it us is, up. It is, yeah. you know, things are accelerating way too fast, really did, fast. Did you guys but. listen to the Jewel podcast with uh, Joe Rogan? Yeah. Have you heard of that one? But go ahead. I don't listen to any podcast. Well, I know except who her dad own. is. Oh, really? Yeah, her dad's a dude uh, on a reality you're saying show. Jewel Alaska, the Jewel the singer. Yeah, right? yeah, she's from Alaska. Yeah, yeah. her I dad is the guy that's on that. Uh, what's the name of it? Reality show. Reality Alaska show. Frontier or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, my I point was, is like, oh. like when she was a kid, she grew up on like a... Um, homestead. homestead. Homestead in Alaska. Yeah. 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 And like, there's more talk about that now. Not, not so much her, but like reverting back to the past and like getting your tight-knit group of friends yeah. to go on a homestead somewhere, yeah. fend for well, yourself, get rid of technology... Yeah. And go and revert so far back, you're just escaping reality. In I a just get a clean mind and clear it. Whatever. Yeah, just go I mean, back yeah. to what, it, what what's important. You know, yeah. it's it's family, family and providing for yourself friends, and yeah. raising your own food and yeah. crops and. Yeah, I I've read this article well, you already, today. You got good property. We can go do that now. Believe me, oh, yeah. it's in process. I read this article today that uh, um, land, like large ranches, or you know even up to or down to say twenty acres or something like that is like the hottest commodity um since sliced bread well no just i guess since about 2020 since the pandemic basically um more and more people are interested in buying like that what you're just talking getting about getting out of the city getting out of the si- city yeah and whether they not they do it or not if they have this piece of ground at least in theory it's there. they it's there for them um they can you do know something in the future with it Ranch lands have gone up, you know, a thousand percent in the last three years. I, I watch like what ranchers are, are at least listed for. I don't know what they sell for exactly, but I know that they're listed for, say, you know, a 5,000 acre ranch somewhere in southwestern Montana. I mean, some of them are listed for $45 million, you know, and, 5, then, acres. and then all of a sudden they're not listed anymore. Somebody's buying them. Holy shit. You know? Um, it's that's freaking that's... crazy. The, the, actually, the most expensive ranch that's ever sold, just sold in Montana, near Bozeman, it was, I want to say, 60,000 acres. Fuck. And it that's sold. Fucking town. It sold. <laughs> yeah, it sold for like $140 million. Yeah. Well, I can't afford that. So. No, I know. But, you know, I think there's enough billionaires in the world. That yeah, but that's the, no big let's deal. Let's not have Bill Gates buying that shit. We don't, he fuck does, him. and he is. No, who's the who's the Montana landowner? Ted, Ted uh, Turner. Ted, Ted Turner. Turner. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, he's. The, the I want to say the he's the center? second okay. largest private landowner in he's, America he's right now. He's not so bad. You know who the first is? Uh uh-uh. uh. The guy that Allison works for. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. The Atmosphere. Stan, Stan Kroenke. Okay. So oh, Stan Kroenke. Well, yeah. Well, he owns the he Rams. Owns the Rams. Yeah, he owns the yeah, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. He owns Arsenal in England. Yeah. What, he, what did he do? Uh, he was, he uh, married well. Uh, what yeah, did she was, do? She, her last name was Walton. Oh, yeah. So he Walmart. married Sam Walmart. Walton's wasn't daughter. He, wasn't he an advertiser no. guy? He is, no. He real estate. He married Sam Walton's okay. daughter. Yes. And he handled all of the real estate transactions for Walmarts. For the, for the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the single largest property owner. Private landowner. Private landowner in yep. the U.S. And he has. Um, is it, Still not the Hansons and the McCoys, though. They're close. They're close. Yeah. No, that's impressive. Like, you even just look at Ted Turner. He has, you know, thousands of acres in Montana, thousands of oh, acres in New Mexico, thousands of acres he in Utah. Like, he owns ranches all over the United States. So, you look at, like, the money. So, this is, I, I find this fascinating to me. Like, you look at the old money back in Europe, right? And then you look at the Western money. Kind of landed on the, on, on the East Coast and stopped. So, when you see someone on the West Coast... That's money. It's pretty new, for the most part. Yeah. Typically, ish, like yeah, yeah. in relation new, new, to like in new, forty years, whatever. New, new money, yeah. right? So I mean, Walmart obviously it's its own entity. Like okay, um, Ted Turner. You look at like okay, uh, new billionaires as of one generation. We, we talked talk, talk, talk about this the other day. Like it's it's crazy to me to think okay, a billion dollars goes a long way. Right. Wow. How do you Fuck. accumulate that in one forever. lifetime? But then you, you look at like the Walmarts or the Amazons or the Microsofts. It's like, okay, I get it. You sell a lot of little things to the world. You know, like if you make a penny on something that you sell to everyone. It's volume. It's just volume. It's volume. Okay, dude. so let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, 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 let's do that. So how do I get involved? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the big question. You have to. Craig likes to invest in everything. See, we could go with him first. You know, I, I really equate humans to cattle. Like, we all follow the herd. Who's going to invent the next thing that the herd is going to follow? Like, who would have thought that this bookstore, you know, st- thing that started out as a bookstore, would become something that everybody uses on a day, not maybe so not the, a daily the, basis? The next but, thing is blockchain. What? Blockchain. What's blockchain? Yeah. Crypto. The fuck is, crypto. Oh, well, we already talked about that. Crypto is definitely. Not crypto. It's blockchain. Yeah. Blo- blockchain I, I don't is, is the next enough about it. I don't know it. what you're saying. Like, <laughs> blockchain what? That's what I know crypt- it's crypto, but That's what blockchain crypto is based what? off of. Blockchains are immutable contracts. You can't change them. Oh. It's like the, the internet was 93. It's, it's still like mystery money. It, crypto, yes and no. Point yeah. being is like the, the, the technology behind crypto is blockchain. The, that technology itself, I think, is the next is the next run. Yeah. Matter, how do you capitalize on that next run? Okay. Yeah. So how do you? I don't know. I don't know. I do bought, you just I invest it and, and buy so it on I'm your app? It, it, it's trying to invest in the AOL in, in '93. You know. Yeah, but see, or the, the Amazon Amazon AOL was a service that you could use. Right, but they were they were utilizing the internet, right? So how did you invest in the internet in '93? Yeah, you had to pick that right company. Same thing with blockchain today is like it's uh, Ethereum was a second to, to was second to, to Bitcoin, but they're using the, 
the, the technology behind right. Bitcoin, which is blockchain. Yeah. So it's like, how do you pick that company out of, out of a... Yeah, because there's thousands of, of different coins out there right now. I'm not talking about the... the, the no, the I hear you. I'm just setting currency. that example. So who or what is going to be the next right. Bitcoin? Yes. Nobody knows, right? right. It, so again, it goes back to Amazon. Like, who would have... Like, why did this bookstore become the store that everybody uses for Customer everything? Customer service. It, that... It was built on customer service. Sure. And okay. they still and Slack now. They, they don't still need it. They still operate that way. Amazon. Right. Yeah. It's, they'll, they'll refund that shit dude, straight right now. Uh, oh that yeah, you're right. But do you see Barnes and Nobles anymore? The bookstores are gone. Same thing with Blockbuster and Netflix. They put, they're, like the videos. Putting stores. everybody Same out of thing. business. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why I said they're gonna, they're gonna take the but again, US postal my, service my point is, is gonna be gone next too. They're gonna do that too. That my point be. is when Amazon started nobody thought right hey this guy's doing it right i'm gonna invest in him he was right just a now. dork selling books mm-hmm. online right and nobody ever thought it was going nobody anywhere. ever thought and it was going anywhere until like freaking till it was three years gone. ago yeah it seemed like three well, years ago is when he finally exploded really, hey, no here's yeah. here's another mind-blowing COVID. one think about netflix yeah COVID. do you too. remember netflix used to be you literally like mailed in mm-hmm. seven pennies or whatever and got seven videos <laughs> It, literally, it yeah. was like it wasn't oh, that. I mean, that no, was, was like you're it talking about like, the CDs. It was Columbia House. Yeah, Columbia House. Same like, difference, uh, but one but penny buys you ten CDs. It was the same But just sign this contract though. that you're gonna we're okay. you're gonna buy a CD right, a month whatever, or whatever. Yeah. Same difference. You're gonna buy but, ten for a penny. But, <laughs> but, look, but look what it turned into. Well, no, for sure. No, it took over. Yeah. See, that's you're. It's really hard to predict where the herd's gonna go. You know, like. Where's the stampede going to go towards? Like right now, it's going towards Amazon or Bitcoin per se, or just crypto. But yeah, yeah, or you know, what's the blockchain company that's that everybody's going to invest in? You know, you got to get lucky to a certain extent. You know, I guess I don't know, or be really good at at the (laughs) researching the the company. Ed McMahon, yeah, Ed McMahon (laughs) walking and knocking on your door. (laughs) You just want a million dollars in a new house. Columbia Music House. Yeah, okay, I'm going to shift gears on that, on that note. This is pretty, pretty sad and pretty funny. Uh-oh. Sad Uh-oh. and funny. I don't know if I like that. So Should I leave on sad or funny? This is both. I need a This lady, lady comes into our office. <laughs> sad. And wants to buy a house, and she's looking for a house. Like, she, she's she like, just, I have she just $20. Won what can I do? The publisher's clearing house. Seriously? Oh. oh. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes, she thought she did. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Her proof of funds was that card. I just showed <laughs> that she she'd go to any She's like, hey, I just want, and, and she was dead serious. Whoa. The publisher's clearinghouse, I want to go buy the most expensive house in Cane Lake. And she, I'm like, you did not just win that. <laughs> you <laughs> dealt God. with her. So like, you, dealt you were there. Health. It wasn't you me. You dealt with mental health today. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't me. It was just the story came to our Chris office. Or I was Dave. like, huh, yeah. that's pretty funny. But older lady? Yeah, it wasn't Craig because Craig was never at the office. Huh? Older lady? Yeah, years years back. But yeah, it was uh, pretty funny that she wow. thought she won. Like, she's like, no, it says. I, it says that I won. Like, I won. Yeah, you're, my I'm name's waiting, printed right I here. I am waiting for the check. You know, I got the same thing in the mail yeah. right here. So there are 10,000 people. <laughs> Anyways. Dude, I get uh-huh. these emails. I get 50 a day about right. you, you, deer. And it always starts, uh, hello, deer. It's weird shit. Like, Hello, really? dear. We want to transfer your funds. Your six oh, yeah. and a half million dollars. Yeah. I am uh, the bear. I'm a barrister yeah. from uh, Nigeria. Yeah. Blah blah. 
I'm like, 50 emails I, a day? Yeah. Dude, and you I need read to that unsubscribe. Shit? I go, yeah. How <laughs> is anybody problem. in this world stupid enough to fucking believe? Well, they, well, they, they, they try to get on the elderly that do fall in trap. Yeah. Because yeah, it's I've the had, same with the car warranties. Yeah. The, yeah. the oh, car warranties. Yeah. Calls. I, I, did get, I did get this one, and it's, it's been popular for the last five years. And I, I actually lost $2,500 because what? of it. What? You're no, that guy? You're the guy. I got reimbursed, but hold on. You get a call from Wells Fargo, and it says Wells Fargo on your cell phone. So you answer it, and they're like, yeah, this is, you know, Wells Fargo. We just know that somebody's trying to, you know, tap into your, your account, whatever. And then they said, I'm going to send you. Can you give me your gonna, social I'm, security I'm, number? No, they said, I'm going to send you a, a PIN number right now on your phone. Please give me that PIN number, and then I'll know that it's you and whatnot. So it totally sounds legit. It says Wells Fargo on my fucking caller ID. I love that. Okay. So you get that. the you give them the PIN number. The minute I gave them the PIN number, they went $2,500 out of my account. What? Yep. How is that possible? Because they can mirror a phone number to say that, and the banks will never ask you any of that information. I found out this. And you can look it up. It's totally legit. But, but how do they get your account number if you just... Gave them a pin. It's they're already involved into it and into the situation. And the minute you do that, it gives them clearance to attack that money and take it out. Twenty five hundred dollars went out. I'm glad it was the right account that it came out and not the big account, or they could have taken more than that. They took what they could. Oh, they emptied it. Yeah. Oh wow. And then um, rap, I called Wells Fargo. And Wells Fargo was like, uh, "Yeah, this is an ongoing problem. You can look it up. I'm no joke." And this happened like three years ago. And they said, "We will never ask you." for any information like that and never give you a pin number over the phone to do this stuff. Hmm. And so it makes sense. But the way it was all professionally done and it said Wells Fargo was the caller ID, you don't know. And you're in the moment. You're like, oh, fuck. Somebody's like trying to get in my account and what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And then gone. Hmm. There's that a lot quick, of smart criminals Gone that out quick. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. Which blows me away. It was $2,500 that quick. Gone. I could <clears throat> never fuck somebody over for 2500 bucks. I don't care if well, I didn't they, know. Well, they, they probably like, were hoping that it was like fifty thousand dollars yeah, in there or whatever. I just don't understand how there's no conscience. I, I don't understand how there's people that are just evil that way. That's what I'm like, saying. Like fuck That's you, what I'm saying. and then I'm just sitting in cyberspace and see how I can fuck Ted out, Craig out. Oh, I can get a lot of that. Craig. It happened a lot fuck in real Rick estate. Blah, blah, right blah, now, there's you know, a lot like, of wire fraud. It's and crazy. So, like I'm your agent. And so someone will hack my email. Yeah, and it'll, and it'll make it sound like it's you. Say, hey, oh, by the way. And you're calling them or whatever. The wire instructions just changed. Please wire your funds to yeah. this This. And this sorry, this account. is Craig's secretary. Can you please do this? I'm giving you the code. Wire the funds yeah. and they're gone. Yeah, yeah. and, and it happens that quick. But they're gone. See, that's the problem. Like, with all the electronic. Gone. How, how can you, you not you trace it? FBI. They, they get, yeah. The wires overseas. Money is gone. 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 Yep. Huh. And that's what happened when I, when I went to Wells Fargo right when it happened. And they were like. Yeah, this is an ongoing problem. We apologize. But I had to wait three weeks to get reimbursed for that. They had to do the investigation. Well, you're lucky you got it back. Yeah, three you're weeks. lucky you got I it back. I did get it back. You're right. But three weeks. Can you imagine somebody that was, like, counting on that money in their only account? Yeah. That was just my fourth account I have with or whatever, well, you know? Yeah, you're lucky that, you know, you had that. So, I don't know. Back again. We digress, right? Yeah. Ted, you were about we to say talk? something. You were about to say something about you're going to you go back about the analyzers. Or something like that. He needs a beer. About the catalytic. Oh, I was just. Yeah. Ted needs a beer. You good? No, I'm good. You're I'm not good. drinking enough then. No, I know. You even have a ride. Hey, 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 hey. We don't pressure people into drinking right now. Okay. Where's whiskey at? Hold on. See? Hold on. You got any pansy over there? <laughs> he does somewhere. What do you need? What's your name? Whiskey. Oh, yeah, in the house. No, don't. Uh, you make no, his no, mark? No, we're so, not doing so, that. So, I don't know where you're going with that one, but. Yeah, it's not you. 
Jeffrey. Ooh, let's talk about Jeffrey. No, no, I mean back to the military. So that that oh. was your best experience in you know in life. Would, did would you would you recommend it to your yeah. kid? I don't know. Here, let me tell you the difference between then and now. Yeah. Um, when I went, like I said, I'd never been on an airplane. My first airplane ride mm. was to boot camp. Jeffrey's experienced everything. Well, no. Well, Not everything. But there was no cell phones. Mm-hmm. So when I got stationed in Spain, you're writing, you're writing letters. Yeah. You're if maybe talk on the phone to somebody every six months, and then fly home. So the difference between now, or what I see is one of the problems. Um. You know, I was six, seven thousand miles away. Yeah. No cell phones. No couldn't emails. Talk to your, couldn't talk couldn't to your parents. Couldn't talk to my mom. Yeah. You had to fucking figure it out. Yeah. If you had a fucking problem, you fucking figure it out. Right. Which is now, a good thing. It's every fucking problem my kids come up with. They're freaking texting me yeah, or Allison. Yeah, they're putting it on you. It's like the communication. It's like nothing. There's nothing forces kids into figuring shit out on their yes. own. Unless now some of them do, uh, well, but I would say that's if there's one thing that I've certainly not the greatest parent in the world. I've made a shit ton of mistakes, but I would say that there's one thing that Sandy and I did right is we made our kids figure shit out. Like, hey, we're gonna pay for college, but you need to register for it. I'm not gonna fill out the paperwork. You know, if there's somewhere I need to sign, you tell me where to sign, and I'll sign it. You know, but you need to figure this out. How to, how to do it. When you, they open a bank account, you need to figure out how to open the bank account. I don't care if you Google it. I don't care if you call the bank. I don't care what you do, but this is your bank account. You need to figure out how to do it. We forced our kids to figure shit out quite often. Well, I just see it now. So it's like Ryan. Ryan goes to boot camp, and he's texting his mom, 15 times a day. He's home on every yeah. weekend. It's like it's like when do you get a chance to become an live adult. your own life and figure figure it out. Become an adult, yeah. Yeah, and that's that that's one of the like why I say it was like the best time of my life is because you had to figure it out. Yeah. And it it was just a great time. I mean, it was like you know, I was in Spain for 3 years. I yeah. came home a couple of times on vacation. Yeah. But it's like you just freaking live your life and you, and you figure it out. Yeah. Is, is that impossible anymore? Good question, man. No, I think you're tethered to your phones. And I, I don't give a shit where you go. You're going to have your phone. And, you're, and every time something you're gonna doesn't go your way, you're going to text your mom. You're going you're gonna to text somebody in your family. You know, it's like I just feel like it takes them a lot longer if ever to to figure it out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my my mom, speaking of moms, obviously runs Cole Banker, and she deals with a lot of agents that haven't figured that out, and they'll ask her for questions that are pretty basic shit that they should know. But again, enabling, right? So her her go to is solving the problem. Which when the go to should be like. That's the band aid. How, how, how about what? What would you do in that in that situation? Mm-hmm. Like, give me. How about that, you, come to me. Come to me with the answer, 
And I'll tell you if it's right or wrong. Well, well, yeah. Especially nowadays, because they can Google their fucking questions and get their answers. Not in our world so, so much, but like have, kids, sure. But yeah, like, but the, as opposed to us, like, I, I listen to her on the phone, and I, I'm just like, I just cringe, because like, stop solving problems and let them solve their own, to a certain extent. I, I mean, these aren't, these aren't kids. These are grown adults asking questions that kids would be asking. You know, it's like, what the hell? But, and I know your opinion of realtors, so <laughs> we can leave that one alone. It's only, it's only from watching your mom babysit them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a well, different dynamic. Well, yeah. your mom created this. Sure, because she, she wants to take care of everybody, yeah. and, and that's like her gift, and that's why everyone is loyal to her. But she hasn't allowed them to, like, try to figure it out. And that's just, you know, I mean, I, I, it took me time to – figure out how to do my own thing too partly because she she is nurturing and wants to solve your problems you know it's like i, I half the time i wasn't even asking her to solve it i just like go hey this is this just a mom thing though too and now i'm like i'm gonna tell you something but don't solve my shit because i got it you know you have to like back her down from wanting to solve your shit or because her opinion is going to be different how you're solving it hmm. than mine for right. sure because her and i just run now yeah mostly everything yeah no i get that yeah but yeah. So then, when did you get into like photography? Oh yeah, just talk about that. Because <laughs> you're a badass photographer, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. Seriously, I swear to God, like I see your shit and I'm like, motherfucker, what, 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 how's these nuclear cameras he's got or whatever? It is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy from like when you first started posting. How long you've been into it? He's like, like twenty. Like minutes. when you started, you bought your first camera. <laughs> Well, it wasn't yesterday. That. He, started, he started with his iPhone. I, I just, yeah. I always took shit ton of pictures with my iPhone. Okay. And, and that was about how long ago? A couple years ago. I was going to yeah. say, it can't yeah. be long. It was super fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a couple years ago, and it was, I saw some pictures of Milky the Milky Way. Yeah. And, and you I, did that I with just your like, iPhone. I, I went, yeah. uh, uh, how do you do oh, that? Fuck, that's so cool. How do they do that? And that that's what got me going. Yeah. And... What what I what I love about it is that it, it makes you go out. It makes you go out and do shit. Yes. Well, and that's like, what we all need yeah. to do. Get away from our escape for the day and just yeah. focus on that, which is rad. And so I'm I'm actually doing it. I, I I'm not doing any pictures. I'm doing it through your eyes. I see <laughs> well, your shit and I'm like, fuck. There's a world out there that we need to actually understand and explore. And I'm seeing it. Yeah, but what Ted's saying know? is this hobby has got him. Like actually out there, you, you know, you got if you want good pictures, you got to fucking go out and well, you gotta go to like, take yeah, them somewhere. Four in the morning. Joshua Tree yeah, and, shit, and, you know, and yeah. it's like I'm doing shit that I would never. Well, I, I think one of the craziest things is like I'm an impatient motherfucker. Like <laughs> sounds like the rest. I'm of fucking. <laughs> I want I want shit and I want it right now. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. The photography is. I'll go out and fucking sit around and like when I was up in Mammoth just three weeks ago. I sat on the fucking edge of a river, like uh, crouching the rocks for three and a half hours, waiting for the sunlight to get in the right spot to take a fucking picture. Oh, then you're then you're too far crazy. Sorry. Yeah, well, I thought you were gonna say well, waiting for a deer to cross the road. Okay, but what's going through your mind, like in those but moments? Did I fucking skate. miscalculate? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I, you know, I'm like you thought you oh, should be there at three, but actually cool. you should have been there at six. I miscalculated. I, I got into this canyon. And it was um, just down Hot from Springs, Silver yeah. Lake. 
But are yeah. you researching that before you go, Ted? Or you I just tried. Like, Fuck yeah. This to see what no, this looks I, like a good place. I just, I just didn't, I didn't really research this particular spot. And I got in. I found a good spot on a river. Nobody there. And the fall colors were fucking wild. And the rock was laid back enough to and fall asleep if you didn't get something. And it was just enough <laughs> to where it took a lot longer for the sun to, to get over, to get some sunlight down on these trees than I calculated. And but, I literally, for three, it was three and a half hours. So, okay, so you're already, you're already turning into this person before you even know this. Like well, to, to go, I'm going to go and wait here three hours now. A couple of years ago, I wouldn't wait fucking two minutes. I would for the light saying. to get I'd be right. like, Take a picture. Oh, it's no, just taught off. me to enjoy being where you're at. That's pretty, enjoy enjoy what cool. you're doing. Yeah. And I I dig it. I just I can't explain it. I like I like going out at night and taking pictures. And you know, like I go out in the middle. I'm out in the middle of the night in the weirdest. Places well, and, that's, and that's what I think what we've all seen. I'm like, that's what I'm like amazed. Like this guy's like, the shit you have. I'm like, how the fuck do you get that close? Like yeah, something crazy. badass. That's yeah, Toronto Pinnacles. Um, oh, one night, crazy. I mean, like one night, I was in You're Lone get Pine. Hired by the government in a minute. <laughs> I was in Lone Pine, and I already had to pull. I, I like, I've had, I've had, I've gotten fucked with out there in the middle of the night. What do you mean? Somebody like gonna roll you or something i've what? had to pull a gun out twice so no far no way yeah. dude yeah well when you're in yeah. the, out in the wilderness when, when you're out, places there's a bunch still. of somebody else knows that you're not supposed to be there you know in their eyes the cam yeah. um the camera theft is like a big thing right now Whoa. because they're like these like popular spots up in san francisco the bay area and the, those coastal spots where they take all those pictures on the beach and stuff people are getting ripped off up there and they're like not just stealing shit out of the cars, they're robbing people. They're just running up and grabbing the and cameras. Well, because, because the police cameras, aren't doing shit. Well, but it's also it. because cameras hold their value. Like, if you've got a $5,000 camera, some dude can sell it at a pawn shop for $3,000. It's not like like the analyzers we sell. They're ten grand for this little box. And we people, our customers, they get them stolen out of their trucks all the time. And some crackhead goes down and sells it for 50 bucks at a pawn shop mm -hmm. camera it's holds its value they you can't disable it it's they just say it's the perfect thing yeah. to steal and, and sell. sell you could sell it on craigslist but, you but is there and you get serial numbers percent of the most is, people i don't have any of the serial numbers of my cameras mm, but, probably but there, so, there is i mean but can you insure them yeah you can insure them most but, people don't. But the, They're like, you know, fuck, I'm not paying $75 I, a year for this bullshit. I mean, mm. most people don't. But it's just, you know, you, you put yourself in kind of weird positions to, so to get some of these. When you pulled your gun, explain. Like, like, yeah, what, explain this situation. Yeah, I want to hear the story. Yeah. Um, the, the worst one Did you where I actually had to flash face? it was because uh, I always carry when I'm out there. And I was, I was um, out by Mount Whitney. And I was out on this freaking road. Alabama Hills? I was south of the Alabama Hills. Okay. And I was by Horse Thief Meadows. Sandwich he carried. And, desert highway. and I'm, I'm, I'm out in this, it's sunset, and it's sunset's almost down, and I'm on this dirt road. Are you, are you driving or you camping? Are you I'm staying? in my Jeep. I'm, I just drove my Jeep down to this dirt road, and I'm taking pictures. Yeah. And I'm taking pictures, and there's a paved road 
about a quarter of a mile up. And these two dudes in this pickup truck come flying by. And then they see me and they... So they stop. They back up. They come driving down. They drove down and they got about 50 yards from me. And I was out there with a camera on a tripod and stuff. And they get out of the truck. And I'm not going to say what they look like or anything. They come walking, start walking down my way. And I, I thought... Just don't look good. Mm -hmm. yeah, this is and it. And all I did right was now. just let them see that I had a Protection. pistol on me. Yeah. They immediately turned around and went back in the truck and left. Yeah. So they were there for no good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. They wanted a piece of your for ass. For sure. Well. Yeah. I mean, he has nice ass. <laughs> Dude. I think, they wanted I think it's, it wasn't the camera. I think it's for sure your assets ass. is what you meant oh, to say. Geez. But, well, you know, it's crazy. Like, I remember one night I was I was at it was like three thirty in the morning. I was standing on three ninety five in front of the entrance to Mount Whitney Golf Course, and I'm taking pictures of the sign, the Mount Whitney sign with the Milky Way, and all these trucks are going. There's truck drive, you know, trucks going up and down the three ninety five, and I'm like, I'm looking at them, looking at me, and they're all. I know they're thinking. Who's this stupid motherfucker <laughs> out on the side of the 395 at 3.30 in the morning with a fucking camera? Well, you capture the cool shit that way. Yeah, yeah, sure. but it's, that's how it is. Mm. It's funny, man. But it's, it's like I, every day I get up to watch the sunrise now. Well, you know, that's good for your soul. Yeah. For sure. It's, in your mind. It is. Every day I get up and I, and I watch the sunrise. Yeah. And it's like part of the, 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 the evil of the cell phone is it's an instant cure for boredom. Like it's so easy to yeah. get up. Yeah. You know, you grab your cup of coffee or whatever, and then you just, zzz, you're scrolling. Zzz, and then you scroll. nothing but negativity. Or, uh, not or, just that, okay. just whatever. Yeah. It's just like all of a sudden you look up and you're like, fuck, an hour went by. You know, whereas if you had, you know, a if hobby you, like this or, you know, for me, it's my dog. I get up at 6 o'clock every morning, and I'm out the door, and we go for a walk. We do a little hike, kind of our normal loop, but it gets me out of the house. It gets me, like what you're saying. Right. We're not having um, messages yet, so no. we'll figure this out. But I guess your kids would be kind of the similar thing. You guys take your kids to your sporting events No, and I don't get them, get my, take my kids to school. Fuck them. Not to school, themselves. but I'm just saying you go, you go to baseball games. You go to, oh, yeah, I do all that shit. You know, That's in the afternoon when I'm fucked. Yeah, my kids, my kids are grown. Work, Ted's but. kids are grown. I think once you get to a, if you get to a certain section of life where all you're doing is staring at a cell phone or a computer screen, you gotta fill the void. You gotta yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta do something, and these devices make it so easy to not do anything. So you're sitting there three years ago, and you said, "Oh, that's a cool picture of the Milky Way. I, I want to do that." Like, how did they? How did they do that? So then yeah. you just spent yeah. like three years figuring that shit out. Yeah. And similar. Said, well, and then you said, "Fuck, uh, fuck the phone. I'm gonna get badass cameras." Yeah, now. I went and like got four the cameras. Times, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which are got like badass. Yeah, badass no, I know. Ones. I see the pictures. I'm like, yeah. "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Well, it's the same with me and beer. Like, <laughs> wait a for minute. my 40th birthday, for my 40th birthday party, I wanted to have a homebrew competition. That was ten years ago. Ten years ago. Right. None we of us do whiskey for your 50th. None of us had ever made a be beer tomorrow. before. So we we're gonna you're, have you're a wait 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 wait, 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 wait. go back a minute. Yeah. Your last you haven't been brewing for ten years. I have been. Yeah. What I'm saying is for well, my how old are you right now? Fifty. So that that last birthday you had was fifty years old, and we didn't do fuck all for your birthday. Yeah. 
So you're 50 right now. Yeah, you turned 50. 50 years old. 5-0. And you just golf with Troy and nobody told me. You just turned Except 50 years old. Yes, you and knew we, this. I, I didn't mm. know it was 50. The big 5-0. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Fuck, dude? Anyway, back to the story. Hold we, on. We didn't Hercules. do shit off your birthday. Hercules. We just had whiskey contest, yeah. home brew whiskey. <laughs> Fuck it. I got beers. You no, want to drink? Whatever. Let's go. Dude, anyway. it's just a day. But anyway, so my... Fr- yeah. We had this homebrew competition. Century, yeah, whatever, 49. We had this homebrew competition. All the beer was, sh- was shit. Jim, but Jim Marshall was not shit. He won the contest. Did Jim win? I think so. I don't remember. So now you're at the 50th and you don't even know it. Anyway, for- the point is, you drunk motherfuckers. I'm not The drunk point yet. is, uh, I'm just I, all the beer was shit at the table, basically. I was like, but there has to be a way to make good beer. Just like Ted with these pictures. Like, there has to be a way to take an awesome picture of the Milky Way. There has to be a way to make a good beer. Well, and that's how, has. that's how the yeah. snowball, snowball started rolling, you know? <laughs> and, all, and, and now, you know, and now we have, you know, a, a couple different breweries. I'm confused. And, so you weren't brewing 10 years ago? <laughs> yes, he was. I brewed my first beer 10 years ago and on was, my birthday so for my birthday shit. party. How did you convince Sandy, like, hey, let's turn this into this? One. I remember that when yeah. you did that. We're home run pizza. We're going to buy stadiums now. How do we make this beer? And she was like, I had been figured it out. I, no, I, I sort of. Um, I had been brewing for two years before we expanded. We bought the pizza parlor when it was across the street yeah. in the small unit. Yeah, we moved across the street to a bigger unit. That turned out to be not big enough. Um, we had line out the door, yada, yada. So we were going to take over the unit next door to the original right. Wildemar unit. Got, got that part. The you know first immediate thought was we're just going to take out the wall and put more tables. And I'd been brewing for a couple of years. I started to make somewhat of a decent beer. Still wasn't really good. Um, but um, we thought, well, instead of just putting tables out there, let's put something else that's going to draw people to fill those tables. Mm-hmm. So we put a small brewery in there. And right then it was kind of like, when craft beer was starting to explode. Yeah, and it was genius. Because Well No I mean, it certainly I, not genius. It was just something no, that I was you doing. Don't, you don't see it from the owner side of it. You, I see it from the patron side of it, and it was genius. <laughs> I, I, I really still don't get the fact like people segregate both sides. Everybody wants to sit on the locker room side. But the they beer guys do. do. The beer guys but, do. But eh, the people but, yeah. still go to the other side and they order If they pizza, have small kids. And then they come over here and then they're like confused. Like, where do I go to get my beer now? <laughs> I just ordered. I'm like, yeah. there's a fucking line along the wall. Figure it out. And then most time, if you're on that wall, you'll tell somebody they come up there with the idiots that come up there with the receipt. And they're standing there like, what do I do? And I'm like, just go ahead, dude. You already paid for your beer over there. Just go get your beer. <laughs> Chad. Do you want Chad's to know what's the fucking genius? Well, let this fucker figure it out how to talk his wife into letting him fucking work an hour and a half a week. <laughs> no, well, that's fucking, so that's Ted, fucking genius. So, Ted, here's the funny thing. This was actually talked about earlier today. They're like, what? We're the f-? No, all the boys did. Yeah. So, here we go. We're opening up the Pandora box. Where the fuck is Rick? Why are we not brewing here anymore? Because everybody's like, why is there no beers going brewing there, here? There they, are. Dry. There and are. I, go, I think Rick's brewing there. No, I was trying to defend you, but I didn't have a clue. So, I was like, maybe. I don't know. They're like, Sandy's working over there every fucking night. 
Where's Rick? I don't know. He's probably golfing a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow. Troy's That's like, true. yeah, he golfed with me Dude, last night. I was at Main Street all day today, motherfucker. I'm like, I'm sure he's doing his part. And I go, I don't think Sandy would put up with that shit. So That's true. Rick has been spending the last year trying to figure out how to go from an hour and a half a week to 45 <laughs> minutes a week. That's what he's been doing. Yeah. He's well, a fucking genius, well, dude. Well, because he doesn't have to brew anymore. But most – here's the thing. If you have a good brewery, you don't brew anymore. You hire a brewer. So yeah. he's kudos to hey, you. Ted's good I mean, talking shit yeah. on other people. He talks shit on realtors, just but he talks shit on brewers. <laughs> he can't talk shit on me because yeah, I'm just yeah, a contractor. His hours so. a week are probably less than – Rick yeah. and Mike. Well, he's taking pictures well, at three thirty yeah. in the morning of he the fucking Milky Way. He goes into work to hang out. He goes into in, to, yeah to, to edit his photos. No, right? No. Exactly. Rick, in Rick his is office, like going to Joshua yeah. Tree and with like, his dog, I'm lay in the back of my truck and take a picture at three thirty in the morning and make it look glorified. And he's rad at it. But so kudos to him. That's his job now. Here's what's so. cool about, about how I do things. Like, I don't know. I, he's making money. I on would it, set but, my hey. timer up on my camera to just start snapping photos like three in the morning. I would just aim it and then set my timer. I do yeah. that it's for star trails. Mids. Oh, do you? Yeah, or for time lapses. Yeah. Hey, I do. Yeah. No, but, but Craig's saying he would just set up the camera and go home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> well, Craig's an idiot. You know well, that. you know. Again, Ted's very good at talking shit. <laughs> I am an asshole. Dude. So, no, no we love you for it. So, so, so good. I mean, so speaking of being an asshole, are we camping this weekend? I don't know. Where do I go? I'm me? not. Nobody. Nobody yet. We I'm haven't not. planned it yet. I don't know. We're planning it right now on the podcast. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you can't because there's no way I can. I, no. And I want to go. I can't I, this weekend, but I, I want to go. I'm gone next oh. weekend. Sponsoring. We got a cat. Oh, Stray cat. Yeah, no, it's my barn cat. Is she chewing on a cigar? No, it's a pizza. Mouse? All right, let her have the pizza. Cool. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's good for cats, well, but whatever. She seems to be enjoying it. I'm going to see yeah. if we can get that spot up on Palomar Mountain to do just Check to go do something close and have fun. You guys have Jeeps, though. So. I don't know. It's Ted's Jeep, and I'll, I'll pull my trailer. Will it fit up can there? Can you get no. a trailer up there? To yeah, Palomar? I think so. Really? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Hmm. Um, no, when we Did you get a deer property, tag this, though, this year? I did not. It rain. It should have. God damn it. Dude. I know. I joined that hunting club again. Yeah, planning. And then I, I went to go get a deer tag, and they oh, were fucking. Hey, Sam, Sam says, What the fuck are we talking about? We're, I don't know. We're jimber jammering. Hey, we're going to shut this down. Um, are we if, done? Yeah, we're gonna shut this Craig, down because now we're we're just going. Nah, I just I, I, I learned to accept this. it. Yes. Yeah, it's been fine. Hey, if you've Ted, listened Ted this far, thank down. you so much, yeah. Ted. Thanks for being here. This was fun, dude. Thanks, this guys. is one of our better and, podcasts. And thank you again for your service, bud. Thank you. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Yeah, we love here, you here. and we appreciate you. And shout yeah. out to Kettle House One, two, because I just found three, a rad four, good. Peace. We're out. <laughs>